I'm your host, Molly Smith, and this is the podcast where my guests and I recap and review movies from the past, and we talk about how they hold up. And today I have my dear glamorous friend, oh. Annie Jacobs. You know her as Cutoffs Vintage. Hello. <laughs> it's me, Cutoffs. It's her, Cutoffs. I always think of like whenever an account is like a business or or is like a Dumois, for a example. Dumois. It always is fascinating to me to when I find out like the real human behind it. I mean, obviously with Dumois, we will never know. We do know. Who is it? was it? revealed. When? This was like a few weeks ago. Shut up. Yes. Who is Dumois? So it started out as like a fashion blog. Okay. A long time ago. And then I was like a journalist, investigative okay. journalist. Cool. Went and found who they were based on their old Pinterest. Shut also, up. like, don't quote me on this. I'm just repeating. <laughs> it's alleged. Everything, <laughs> everything from here on out is alleged. This is all alleged. <laughs> but yeah, so it is. It was two women originally, okay. and they knew each other from the fashion industry. Okay. And one of them was like the daughter or granddaughter of like a old New York City socialite. What? Like she's known. Oh my god. So of course, Dumois has not confirmed this of I, I believe they would consider it slander okay okay maybe so possibly maybe even slander but i did go down the rabbit hole of like is this really dumont and this yeah. person that put it like that went through yeah. it like really went wow deep well anyway anyway i i ought to think that like whoever's behind dumont like game must respect game like yes. we're all investigative <laughs> I mean, you some of really us professional, are. <laughs> some of us not. <laughs> exactly. I know. Yeah. I would love to have a, an account like Dumois. Oh my god, me too. I want to be like the wizard behind the curtain. The but I love it. The curtain. But I love attention too much that I can't do something without getting the credit for it. I mean, I respect that. But I respect I, it. I remember, like, when I was in college, one of my roommates, she was like the wizard behind the curtain of a Miss Connections account, like a Gonzaga University oh, Miss Connections. Oh and I, Incredible. yeah, it was pretty iconic when I found out that it was her. Like, not only was it someone I knew, but it was like my good friend. Did anyone find love on that account? I don't know. Katie Schmar, friend of the pod, <laughs> if you're listening, let us know if anyone let found love. <laughs> I'm like very curious about this. It was I so long it. ago that it was like, it was on Facebook. It was like a Facebook group. What a time when Facebook <laughs> was time. it. Have you ever looked through misconnections on? Of course. Okay. Yeah. It's like oh one my of my God. favorite things to do. It's, yeah. It was like on Craigslist. Yeah. Right? Misconnections on Craigslist. It's one of my favorite yeah. hobbies. I, is it still like up and running? Let's look one up right now. <laughs> like I wanted to be spotted on there. Like oh I wanted gosh. someone to be like the girl at REI, <laughs> because I worked at REI at the yeah. time, and I would actually go into the computer in mm-hmm. the break room, the yeah. desktop, the desktop, and computer. look at the misconnections during my break. Like I was like, someone's gonna, someone's gonna spot me, fall in love. Oh my god! Happen. I love this one. This one's at Denver International Airport. <gasps> the label is "Woman Getting Hella High Before Your Flight." Let's read. Only a DIA. I was parked next to you while you were getting high before a flight. I asked you what you were smoking. You got out of the car and walked over to me and offered me the rest of your day. Wow. A true giver. You made wow. me laugh because you were so high. <laughs> you mentioned traveling a lot and we chatted for a bit before I had to go. 
You liked the strain from my vape I was smoking, and you said you liked my vehicle. Interesting way of saying car. Just want to say, I think it'd be fun as fuck getting high with you. Have a great trip. No, you don't think it's fun. You already know, because that's exactly what you did. Also, like, why go to Craigslist? Why didn't he... Why didn't he, like, get a chance, get her number? Seemed like a totally reasonable thing. And then he was like, I'm going to go to Craigslist. Yeah. Misconnections. That's... Bring it back. That misconnection... Cancel or call back. (laughs) Call it back. I feel like a mis... It really brings a new layer level of misconnection when it happens in an airport. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where... the most romantic. It's where the phrase must have began, you know? It has to be. Well, misconnection... Is already, I mean, it's a thing, but I think it probably became a catchphrase yeah. once we started, like, missing connecting flights, and it's like, oh, it's a misconnection. Let's wow. find one more. Um, sorry, if anyone came here to actually hear so about here Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, <laughs> um, maybe skip ahead skip 20 ahead. minutes. <laughs> We're just going to be going through misconnections. Ooh, beautiful short blonde at Home Depot in Brighton. Ooh. You've been Who to Brighton lately? Have you? <laughs> I was doing some work at Home Depot in Brighton and you caught my eye twice, once inside the store and then in the parking lot when I was walking out to my vehicle. Okay, why the fuck are people yeah, calling are we... their cars their vehicle? Also, is a, is a vehicle more than just a car? Could a vehicle be like a moped? Be a, a moped. Could it, it be could a motorcycle, be. a bicycle? Is a bicycle a vehicle? I guess. <laughs> to be, it gets yes. you from point A to point B. That's where I'm like, is vehicle like only a car? Is a vehicle also an electric scooter? Is that could a vehicle? Could it be could one of those ones you like rent? Yeah, is it a Lyft scooter? Is it, is it not Uber? sponsored by Lyft? <laughs> I was getting to my vehicle, my Uber that was pulling up. I saw you looking also. Okay. You're a beautiful, shorter blonde with a very nice body and very attractive. You, oh my god, I do not like this. You were with two kids and a bitch looking girl. <gasps> services or other commercial interests oh my god so this might be my new evening rabbit hole it's oh my god like this is gonna be the new this is gonna be the new crazy days and nights oh my god it is <laughs> it is i've these are just local blinds yeah these are local blinds and a what bitch we, looking girl okay bitch. that's actually really funny <laughs> like i am obsessed i'm obsessed obsessed oh, we're obsessed yeah um listeners Thanks for hanging in with us. Yeah, thanks for coming um, with us down that detour. Thank you so much for going on that journey, and we'll be back for sure. We'll circle back. Um, today, we are actually here to talk about Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, the film based on the book. I'm curious, did we talk about this yesterday? Now I can't remember. Did you read the books? Oh, you read the uh, books. Yes. Did I you read, read all? the first two. Okay, same. So I did not read the third. Didn't even know there was yeah. a third. There's like four or five now. Damn. Yeah. Okay, I read them, but I have no idea what happens in the yeah. books. Like, yeah. I was thinking I should have reread the books. I should have too. Like for in pre- preparation for yes. this podcast. In preparation for this. <laughs> like I was like, I last night googled like 
synopsis of yeah. Sister of the Jolly Pants. Like, I was yeah. like, what happened in the book versus the movie? Yeah, the book, I think, makes it, first and foremost, so much clearer that Eric, the soccer coach, and Bridget have sex because, I know I'm skipping ahead, but, like, yeah, yeah. when I saw this movie, I saw the movie before I read the book. Yes. And I was in, like, sixth grade when this movie came out. Okay. And I thought that they just made out because it's very unspoken what yes. happens. Like, we literally just see them making out on the beach, and then we see her walking back to her bunk. Yeah. And in the book, they made it clear that the two of them had sex. They and I was like, the deal. wait, what? They had sex? And then yeah. I realized that that's, like, what was suggested in the movie. But it wasn't yeah. enough confirmation for yeah. me. Okay, I have a story about that. Okay, tell us. So, I... This this is my sisterhood of the traveling pants story. Great. So, I was maybe in 7th or 8th grade. Mm-hmm. I was in Anacortes, Washington mm-hmm. with my family because my mom, my grandparents live there. Okay. So, we go to a bookstore and I saw the book on the shelf. Mm-hmm. At like a little independent bookstore there. So, I, I get it. Okay. And then throughout the trip, like, I, I'm reading the book. So, we're in the back of my grandparents expedition Mm -hmm. so I'm like in the middle row and I'm reading the book like I could not put it down yeah like I was like living through these gals like fully immersed in the sisterhood yes I'm reading the book my dad is sitting behind me in like the third row which why my father Mm -hmm. being like over six feet was like crammed in the back of this car he's a martyr yeah he really was (laughs) like I was like also how did all of us fit in there but and I remember my dad was reading <gasps> over my shoulder. That's so rude. I know. Okay, so he's reading wow. the book over my shoulder. I had no idea. And he and I'm reading the sex scene. <gasps> I'm reading the most like oh scandalous scene in the book. Listeners and for background, Annie was raised Mormon. I was raised a Latter-day Saint, a Latter-day Saint queen. <laughs> so, just like Izzy the dog. Just like Izzy the dog. So my dad was like, what are you reading? Like, that is bad. Like, you, like, treated me as if I was reading, like, smut. I was just gonna say, she's in the middle seat of the car reading smut. Teenage smut. Like, and I remember (laughs) just being, like, definitely embarrassed. Like, dad, I'm not reading, like, a romance novel. Jeez, I'm 14. Dad, I have taste. Dad, I have taste. But then I also was just, like, angry. Like, I remember being, like, slamming my book shut and being like, I'll finish this later. Yeah. Like, dad, I am 14. Mm-hmm. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. I have not yet got my period, but <laughs> <laughs> anxiously waiting the arrival. Yes, um, absolutely. So, yeah, that was, I remember being, like, just so enthralled with the sex scene in oh the my book. God, yeah. And my dad just, like, totally, wow, putting his little nose where it shouldn't have been. Dad. Dad. That was nosy. That was nosy. That was rude. You should never read over people's shoulders. If you're a parent that was like, and yeah. you want to know what your kids are reading, like, read it before they do. Not over their shoulder. Yeah. I not mean, over the shoulder. Just don't car. do that. It's rude. Yeah. Don't so, call them out in front of the whole family. I, yeah, so I ended up reading it, and then I read the second one. I cannot mm-hmm. tell you anything that happened in the second book. Same. I literally like don't remember anything. I need to watch the second movie. Okay, me too. Um, I'm actually pretty interested in watching that, like, ASAP. Yeah. Because I'm like, what happens? We can literally do that after this. Yeah. Okay. We, we totally could. Um, But yeah, so that was my experience with the book. But I do okay. have an experience with the movie. Okay, what's your experience with the movie? So, in ninth grade, 
the summer between ninth and 10th grade, my mm-hmm. family was moving from Massachusetts to Virginia. Mm-hmm. So like the day or two before I moved, my friend and I went to see the movie in the movie theater Aww. in the town of Hanover, Massachusetts. So I'm Sweet. like in like our little movie theater with my friend and it's an emotional film. It is. Emotions all over. Emotions right? were running high for me, re-watching yeah. this. Yeah, I was like, so I remember like being there in the movie, I was like, I started crying and then Aww. like just like watching like the scenes of happen. Course. Yeah. And then do you ever have that cry where like something starts the cry, but then mm. you're crying for like you're everything you've ever been through in your life? Everything. Like everything that's everything. ever happened to you. Like yeah. I unloaded like emotions in that theater over moving like i was like i don't want to move like i want my sister out of the traveling pants i want to be in love yes i want a greek we all need a love affair yeah yeah so i just like i remember like leaving that theater just like wrecked yeah like emotionally wrecked yeah and then waiting for like one of our parents to pick us up in a minivan wow just like Eyes swollen. Eyes swollen. Wrecked. My friend Erin McLaughlin. Oh, who Erin, shout out. Shout out to the friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, she's getting married this summer. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations, Erin. Yeah. And that, yeah, congrats, girl. <laughs> and then, yeah, I had like the soundtrack. Like, oh, also, yeah. I believe Brandy Carlisle is on this yes, soundtrack. She is. Okay, so this is when I was like, I like liked her. Yeah. I was like 15. You were. You were a trailblazer. A trailblazer. You were radicalized at a young age. Radicalized. So that, like, Brandy Carlisle has been around for a minute. Oh, yeah. Brandy Carlisle has been around since, like, before this movie. She's been around since, like, I think the late 90s or early 2000s. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing her when I was in high school, which was in, Mm -hmm. like, the mid-aughts, so. Now look at her. Selling out Red Rocks. Yeah. She's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a lot of, like feelings um experiences around the sister of the traveling pants this is a movie that is it's a close tie it's a close tie it's a tight fitting pant it's tight for you. fitting pants the pants the pants fit. fit the pants fit <laughs> one leg let's, at a time let's talk about these <laughs> let's talk about these pants the style of the pants themselves did not age well. This is like <laughs> 2005 <laughs> low rise Levi's with the flare is just honestly like it is such a timepiece. Such a timepiece. Also, that was the one note that I wrote. So I had okay, the intention of writing notes for this event. <laughs> and the one note I wrote are mm-hmm. these Levi's. Okay, let's Like talk- up- upon yeah. the opening credits of this movie. Are yes. they Levi's? Yes, they are. Yes. Just as a reminder, listeners, we are talking to the the voice behind Cutoff's Vintage. <laughs> <laughs> the voice behind Cutoff's Vintage. I collect Revealed. vintage <laughs> Levi's. <laughs> jackets and jeans and it's like a passion of mine maybe this is where it started honestly it might be and this really could be like pants are magic like pants are magic i was attracted to the pants on the book yeah the jeans but yeah but the interesting thing is like they go from like a low rise but like the jeans mm-hmm. changed throughout the movie like there was a scene yeah. where they looked a little bit higher because they're kind of yeah. supposed to be i think a little vintage because it's are. a vintage shop yeah, right? they're in a vintage shop, except yes. these jeans are so clearly made 
in 2005. But, like, they were on a low-rise Blake Lively. Yes. And then they were, like, almost a mid-rise. Like, close to a mid-rise on America Ferreira. Yeah. The jeans. I know that they're supposed to be magical. I'd love to get, like, what are they? Are they a 501? I don't think they're a 501. They can't be a 501. They couldn't be. But they should have been. Yes. I agree. They should have done a 501. They were really going to be vintage if these jeans were going to be timeless and magical. They should have been a 501. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. So the jeans, yeah, they didn't age well. And I do like the idea of adding like patchwork to jeans, but I hate the idea of drawing on jeans with Sharpie. It's giving sign my cast. It's giving sign my cast. It's giving like (laughs) eighth grade math. It is. Yeah. It's giving like I am getting in trouble because I'm drawing on the desk. Yeah. You know? Did you have any type of pants in middle school that you loved? I did, yes. I had a pair of Abercrombie jeans that didn't fit very well, as I'm sure you can imagine. I had them tailored because they were... Look at you. Yeah, because they were about nine inches too long. Of course. Yeah. Always. Always. Um, And I wore those things to death. I wore them until I got a hole in the crotch and then I went to I didn't realize that there was a hole until I went to Jump Street like the trampoline place (laughs) Annie you know where this is going (laughs) go on (laughs) I jumped and they split split them split them and I and I was on I don't remember if it was like it was some sort of organized event, okay. maybe like a youth young group life? or something. It might have been Young Life. Okay. Um, because I was in like seventh or eighth grade. So yeah, it might have been, it was like a youth group type thing because I remember having to ride this bus home oh my from Denver to Fort Collins with ripped pants. So yeah, RIP. Oh my God. I, that is, I actually had that happen in like recent years. Shut up. Really? At Jump yeah. Street? <laughs> Although I do go. Yeah, absolutely. I, go to, I don't go to Jump Street, but I do go to Defy. Uh-huh. Um, which is similar. Mm-hmm. And no, unfortunately, this happened in my own bedroom. Oh, no. Yeah, I just pulled them up and just... And just... <laughs> right in the crotch. I was like, well, okay. Yeah. But you know what? These girls aren't washing the jeans, so that means they'll probably last a lot longer. That's like the rule of jeans. You're really not supposed to be washing them anyway. You really should not be washing them. So when they are talking about all the rules of the jeans and they're talking about like, okay, you can't wash them because you can't wash the magic out of them. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, that's totally fair. Like, yeah, just don't wash the jeans. Just don't wash them. Also, Lena, she got those jeans in the Mediterranean Sea. And they ripped. And they ripped. That was, I mean, I was like. Scared for her. I was, I, <laughs> when she, when she was caught. I think that being, I think that being like trapped underwater oh my God. or drowning is my, me. that's mm-hmm. going to be my biggest fear because yeah. I'm afraid of the ocean. You're afraid of the ocean? Well, yeah. Not like, I mean, yeah. not in like a, in like the normal way. In the way okay. that I believe all people should be afraid okay. of the ocean. A healthy fear. A healthy fear mm-hmm. and respect. I respect yeah. her. <laughs> I need to always see the shore, but I, yeah. I do love swimming in the okay. ocean, but I'm not going to go, I'm not going deep sea diving. Oh, hell no. 
absolutely You will not. never catch no. me scuba diving. You're, ever. <laughs> you're not going to catch me on a cruise. Oh, same. Yes. <laughs> I'm married on a cruise. Never will. Never, never will. will. If I won a free cruise today. That's a no. That's going to be a no. Um, what about, yeah, if it requires oxygen. Yeah. Underwater. Mm-mm. No. No. Absolutely no. not. I'm not a fish. We are not fish. We're not fish. Yeah. I understand the appeal of scuba diving. Like, yeah. it's cool. Because, like, I don't know what's down there. Yeah. I but part know. of me is like, maybe a I submarine. shouldn't know. Oh, my God. Dude. That is, I no. can't even. Never going to catch me on You will never catch me looking mm-hmm. for the Titanic remains. No. In the middle of the ocean. Oh my like, God. who, the people that do that, I'm like, what? It's a death wish. A death wish. It's a death Absolutely. wish. These yeah. people, they're living on the edge in a way that I think is very destructive. I agree. 100%. I think we need to do a wellness check wellness on check James on Cameron. James. And his, like, <laughs> <laughs> he loves his submarines. He loves the Titanic. And I'm worried. I know. It's, I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried. James Cameron, let us know if you're okay. Yeah, yeah please. Um, okay, let's see. Um, this screenplay is written by Delilah Efron. Yes. Nora Efron's sister. Who's Nora Efron? You don't know Nora Efron? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed. Oh my god, Related Nora Efron is like, she's... She wrote High School Musical? No. She's the one who wrote, like, she wrote and directed a ton of rom-coms in the 80s okay, and 90s. Okay. Pretty sure she did When Harry Met Sally. Okay, she so did she's Notting an icon. Hill. She's an icon. Okay, we'll take note. Yes. So Sorry, her no sister, need to disrespect. Well, she's dead, so it's okay. fine. Okay. So just spit on her grave, why don't you? <laughs> yeah, not to speak it, I love the dead, yeah, but oh I have God. never heard of her. Well, honestly, I'm shocked. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's okay, you guys. She grew up Mormon. Did she? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Then you. I would have known her. <laughs> I mean, oh. you grew up Mormon. <laughs> honestly, I have not seen any of the movies you just said. Oh, okay, yeah. I have so, heard of them. That's the yeah. thing, but it's like, when I was growing up, like, we didn't watch a lot of those types of things, so right. I've yeah. never seen... Well, actually, I've seen When Harry Met Sally. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, that is a good movie. But I watched it as an adult. Anyway. I actually... I cannot fact check that she's... You know, now I actually need to double check. Um, who wrote When Harry Met Sally? Okay, Nora Ephron. I was right. R.I.P. Nora. So, yeah. her sister, Delilah Ephron, wrote Delilah the screenplay okay. for... Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. So the book was published in 2001, and then the movie came out four years later in 2005. And it is so clear to me that this was written pre-9-11 because there are multiple scenes where they are walking each other to the gate, meeting at the gate. (laughs) Was that really a thing before 9-11? Yes. You could literally walk right up to the gate with someone. I, like, don't really remember because I was so young. Yeah. I mean, I was in sixth grade when mm-hmm. I learned happened, but... Yeah. I actually noticed... I thought about that, too. Like, I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> how? How? What world did they live in? I guess they thought My kids mom. watching this, they won't understand. Yeah. Also, the father of Blake mm-hmm. Lively in that movie is yeah. her father. Shut up. True. 100%. Shut up. That's her real dad. Is he an actor or no? He's an actor. Wow, good for him. Yeah. Is that how she got into the biz? I would assume. Wow. Yeah. What I a fun fact. How do you know that? IMDb trivia. <laughs> That's like my favorite part of IMDb is the trivia. Actually, I do love IMDb trivia. Yeah. Wow. That's where I found that out. A really fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. Um, well, let's get into the yeah. movie, shall we? We shall. Okay. Well, I guess, so I don't really have that much to share about my background with this movie other than like, 
I saw it in the theaters a couple of times. You saw it a couple of times? In the theater. In theaters? Yeah. You loved it that much. I loved so it that went, much. You were like, let's go again. I was like, again. You looked it up in the newspaper. You yes. were like, let's go. I looked it up in the newspaper, Cinemark Theaters, Fort Collins, shout out. Um, if only we had known each other then, because I would have been right there with you. I know. Ugh. Weeping. Weeping. (laughs) Having an emotional breakdown. Um, But I was also at that age where, like, I had just gotten permission to go to the movies by myself without my parents. Because you were, like, sixth grade. Yeah, I was in sixth grade, so it was, like, the newfound freedom. I went to the movies that summer, like, every day. That's when your love of movies began? That's when... That was my origin story. Yeah. That's my origin story. That's where this podcast started. Exactly. It's where it all began. The scene was planted (laughs) at Cinemark Theaters in Fort Collins, Colorado. um, With... Mostly with my friend Andrea Robb. Shout out. Andrea Hutchinson, friend of the pod. Love her. Yeah, I saw this movie a couple of times in theaters. And I had read the books after I saw the movie. I was inspired Mm -hmm. after. You're like, I have to read this. Yes, I have to have to get more. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I loved this movie for a long time. And when I went into watching it this time, I thought that I really wasn't going to like it. But I actually, like, didn't have a bad time. Yeah, me either. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I was a fan. I'm really glad. I'm glad that we feel the same way. So the moms of the four girls, they meet in prenatal aerobics. They were all born within the week. I love in the beginning, they're talking about, like, their history together, and they're kind of, like, laying out who's who. Tibby, my queen. Tibby. Oh, my God. The junior high-aged Tibby, when she's got the camcorder, yes. and she's she's a talking head at the camcorder. She's vlogging. She's vlogging. Long before vlogging was a thing. I wrote in here, becoming a viral star. Becoming a viral star. Yeah. Also loved her highlights, like her colored highlights, yes. in the back of her head. They yeah. weren't even in the front, they were in the back. They were in the back. I really loved that. Yeah, I thought it was unique. Yeah. She is, she is actually unique as the kind of the... Even though she is sort of supposed to be the stereotype of, like, a rebel girl. Like, she actually does have some nuance. Mm -hmm. So, I liked that. Love her. Bridget runs home from her mom's funeral. Totally forgot about the dead mom thing. Yeah. I actually didn't age well. (sighs) That did not age well. I totally forgot that there was a mom who dies of suicide because I think she has bipolar disorder. Um, and also forgot about, like, the girl who dies of terminal cancer. Oh my god. Yeah. Me too. I was like, that's when, like, Armando got home and came in and I was like, I might need you. Like, this is emotional. It is. This is an emotional movie. Yeah. 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 That's heavy. Heavy. So much. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Uh, Bridget's mother's funeral, like, that was where I was like, that did not age well. Like, I was like, justice for her mother and how they spoke about her at her funeral. Oh my god, they basically spit on her grave. They totally spit on her grave. I was like, unacceptable. Yeah. Enough. Like, no. Yeah, basically they're like, yeah, who would ever do such a thing? They were like, how could somebody, like... I just remember the words heinous act. Yeah. Commit such a heinous act. A heinous act, And I was like, oh my god, no. Yeah, that was horrific. Yeah. That was horrific. Okay, so they're 16 and they're about to spend the summer apart. I just think it's really weird when we're getting the narration from Carmen and she says, Wild, unstoppable Bridget, shy and beautiful Lena, Tibby the rebel, and me, the writer. When does she write? She never writes. (laughs) 
<laughs> when I've never seen this write. bitch write. She they never revisit that. And she also says it like she's a loser. She's like, and me, the writer. <laughs> Even though, like, Queen Carmen was, like, probably my favorite. Yeah, I loved her. Um, yeah, I didn't like the negative self-talk. Mm-mm. Don't love that negative <laughs> yeah. self-talk. Yeah. And me, the writer. What does that mean, me, the writer? Me, the writer. I also think that, like, that, like, being that age, like, I remember kind of little groups of, like, girlfriends. Yeah. Like, kind of giving each other, like, labels. Totally. It's like the the sex in the city effect yes. where you're like, well, she's about 75% Samantha, 25% <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> like in my like AIM or AIM, I don't oh, know yeah. what you call it. We call it AIM. Okay. So you call it AIM. Like where I'm from in Hanover, Mass, yeah. we called it AIM. Interesting. Yeah. So I remember like that would be something you'd put like in your profile, like mm-hmm. the writer or like something like you have your click and like you all have your roles mm-hmm. and you have your labels. Yep. And it's very teen. Yes. Who are uh, who are you? If we're playing the Sex in the City game with this, who are you? Who am I? Yeah. Of these four. Of these four. Girls. Okay. Well, I wanted to be Bridget. Oh my god! Like, we, didn't so we all? bad. Like yeah. long blonde hair, mm-hmm. tall hot. soccer girl, hot tan, tan. Like that is who I wanted to be because mm-hmm. I played soccer. Like I was. <gasps> She was like, a soccer girl. I was a soccer girl. I had the Mia Hamm mm, um, mm-hmm. posters on my wall. Absolutely. So, like, I think I saw myself as a Bridget. Yeah. But really, I was probably more of a Lena. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, like, a lot more quiet and reserved. Yeah. So, but, like, I think, like, I wanted to be a Bridget. I was more of a Lena. I think that a lot of girls watching this were probably in the same position where, like, we want to be Bridgets, but we we're really Lena's. <laughs> It's like how we all want to be Samantha's, but we're really Miranda's. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I also feel like I, of course, wanted to be Bridget um, because I thought that soccer girls were so cool. I didn't play soccer, but I wanted to be a soccer girl. What did they say? They're like, she's like, she's like, what do you know about me? Oh my God. The soccer coach. And he's like. Your soccer team won nationals. Like, yeah. do they even have nationals for yeah. this, like, high school soccer? Like, this is, like, a NCAA? She's, pro- she's probably playing club soccer. She's that probably not playing they on They made the... her out to be a young Mia Hamm. Like, yeah, they she really... was a prodigy. Yeah, she's a soccer prodigy. And yeah. he knew about her. Yeah, Creepy. Creepy. That was the first sign. That was the first sign. He was grooming her. He was grooming her. <laughs> He did his research he did beforehand. His research on he did a quick Google search on all of the. I know. Did they even have Google back then? They did. It was very new. It was very. It was like the original Google. Yeah. Okay. Like literally, like typing in www.google.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird that they don't re- revisit that Carmen's a writer, but whatever. Yeah. So Lena says, "I don't wear jeans." Bitch, what does she yeah, what wear? What does she wear? I, skirts? She was wearing a lot of midi skirts. A she lot. There's a lot of midi work happening. A lot of midi work happening. I was really in a Gilmore Girls phase when I watched this. This was like the beginning of my Gilmore journey. So okay. I loved Alexis Bledel. Alexis Bledel was a terrible actor. All right, so you're a Gilmore girl. I'm a Gilmore girl. And I don't like Rory. <laughs> I've never seen a single episode of Gilmore okay. Girls. Rory is the one but that Alexis Bledel plays. Okay, so you were a Rory girl or you were not? I was back then. Okay. I loved Rory back then. Now, 
when I watch Gilmore Girls, I'm like, God, wasn't she the worst? Sucks. My sister was a big Gilmore Girls fan. Mm-hmm. What channel was that on? It was on ABC Family. ABC Family. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've never seen an episode. Yeah. Maybe I should start. Honestly, you should start. People seem to love Gilmore Girls. Though. They really do. It's like a. It's one of those shows that is it good? I don't know. Is it good? Is it nostalgic? It, I think that I like it more for nostalgia, but it's really hard to tell now because yeah. I never really stopped watching it. Oh, wow. Okay. I've always kind of had like a on. little, it's always been like sprinkled in here and there. So I really loved Alexis Bledel during okay. this time. And I really like wanted to have my Lena moment. I was like, I could be shy and beautiful. You when I, shy and beautiful. <laughs> I was not... I You're was, not very shy, which I, I like about you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I've never been shy. I always, always wanted to though. be... Oh, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I always <laughs> wanted to be, like, that graceful, like, mild-mannered. Yeah. I wanted to be Alina. I wanted people to be like, wow, she's really coming out of her shell yes. when I did anything. But I, like, basically came into every room, like... Guns a blazing. <laughs> you were more of a Libby. I was really more, yeah, of a Libby. <laughs> um, listeners, anytime that we say Libby, it's Tibby, yeah. and Tibby, it's Libby. Yeah, you know? they're interchangeable. You understand who we're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, I found all of these young actors to be really great, except for Alexis Bledel. Yeah, yeah. she really isn't that. Especially great. when all of these girls had scenes where they cried. America Ferreira was incredible. A 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Love her. Blake Lively, when she's crying at the sleepover about her mom. That was, I mean, an actor. She's an actor. Yeah. I thought it was about an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Like, really yeah. impressive for yes. a young actor. Amber Tamlin, she also cries I, about... Yeah, about I really like her. Really. Yeah, I love great, her. Great I thought she did yeah. a great job. And Alexis Bledel is... I think, like, notoriously one of the worst fake criers. Yeah. Imagine she that scene where she's, like, staring out at the ocean. Just, like, crying. Weeping? Weeping, like, weeping for no reason other than she hears that Costas's parents died. And she's like, how could someone who lost everything still love? <laughs> And then she gets, and then she gets into her underwear and, and jumps and, into the water. But when she's fake plays. crying, and I feel like I never know love. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what's so <laughs> And then doesn't he jump in after? Yeah, he jumps. Oh my god, that scene is like honestly still one of the hottest things to okay. ever happen in cinema. When I was fifteen, <laughs> watching that, like. Sexual awakening. Honestly, like, I think, it was. I think this movie was my sexual Same. awakening. I kept thinking that as I was watching yeah. this. Like I was like, I remember being like, yeah. experiencing feelings I never felt before. Like I, I, I was like, did. this is the love that I will chase for the yeah. rest of my life, and the forbiddenness of it all. The forbiddenness. Yeah, it was so hot, but it it's such hot. a different type of forbiddenness than. Bridget and Eric, the soccer coach. Okay, oh, this I, is something we have to we have to unpack. Okay, first of all, his name is Eric. Yeah. Okay. Um, my first thought when I saw him, the hair, the hair, enough, <laughs> enough, cut like, that hair, cut it, get it out. But I remember at the time thinking that was like the sexiest hairstyle. <laughs> I remember like, that too. I remember seeing him and being like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, did you watch on Netflix Sex Life? 
No, I haven't. Okay, so he plays the husband in that show. Oh, is he good? Yeah, I was like shocked. I did. Yeah. I, I did a deep dive on the cast. Love last to night. see that he's still working. I, me too. I was like, good for him. Yeah, but it's a very sexy show. <laughs> Truly. Okay. Um, watch it okay, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in it. Yeah. Um, okay. They arrive in Mexico. Mm-hmm. A beautiful, lush, green soccer oh, field on amazing. the beach. Amazing. This is what made me want to be a soccer girl, was yeah. watching them in that school bus that was yes, painted yes. beautiful colors, like and they're the all singing in Spanish. Yes. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, I was like, this is what I want, except I don't want to play soccer. We I don't just want, want to run. be soccer. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> remember we were talking about, like, I was like, do you run? You were yeah. like, no. No. <laughs> Same. Not yeah. a runner, but Not I played runner. soccer. Yeah, so really it's like you were a runner. I was a runner, but yeah. like the running was the worst part of soccer. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, they arrive and like she starts her prowl begins. <laughs> it to begins get him. The second she like they touch down and she is on it. She goes Who's that? Yeah. And one of the other girls says, don't even think about it. It's against the rules to have flings with the coaches. Of course it's against the rules to have flings with the coaches. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy is allegedly a college student. He goes to Columbia. And I'm like, okay, we've got a weird double standard here. I'm not saying that either. I'm not saying that it's okay that Costas is in college and Lena is in high school. Yeah, but I don't felt, know why it felt better. I don't know why it felt better, but for some reason it felt okay. And then with Eric and Bridget, was I was like, no. like, get her, get your hands <laughs> off her. Get your hands <laughs> get off away her. from her. Don't even look at her. I think it's because he was in a place of power. <laughs> he was. He was in a position of power. Yeah, but then I also, I actually had that thought too, where like, I was like, why is it okay for Costas or Costas mm-hmm. to be... Having a rendezvous yeah. with Lena. Yeah. They're probably the, the same age difference. That's exactly right. That did not age well. That did not age well. at the time, well. I didn't give it two thoughts. Right. I mean, at 15, I was like, of course. Of course. They're mature girls. Yes. Dating <laughs> older men. Yes. Like. They know what they want. They know what they want. Yeah. Um, the age difference, like, if they were both in college, would have been different. But, like. Totally. The, the teenage, their teens. Yeah. And it's so, like. Even if we are to believe that Costas is 18 or 19 and he's having a rendezvous with a 16-year-old, it's like, if that was my friend in college, I'd be like, what are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? But, like, if you were the high school girl, were you, what would you think? Would oh, you be like, I would oh, be like, girl, you're an icon. Icon. <laughs> she is a queen yeah. and she's yes. getting to college men. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Listen, girlies, if you're in high school and you're getting attention from a college man, run. Run. <laughs> Run. All he wants to Call do is police. ruin your life. <laughs> we don't, this is not a pro cop. Yeah, podcast. actually, yeah, we don't. However, <laughs> however, no copaganda here. No copaganda. But maybe you should just have 911 on Call the ready Keith anyway. Hansen. <laughs> What's the guy's name from To Catch a Predator? <laughs> Call Keith um, Chris Hansen from Dateline NBC. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> I'm like full <laughs> certainty it's Keith. <laughs> Keith Harrison. Undoubtedly. Um call him and call him. Honestly, call us. Call or call uh, call me. Day yeah. or night. Day or night, girlies, I'm around. We're here. Slide into my DMs yeah. and I will answer you. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, if you have like an older sister, 
Call her. Call her. Call her. She, this is what she was born to do. Yeah, exactly. Was to save you from college men. College <laughs> men. I mean, the worst men. The worst kind. Probably out there. Honestly, probably the men. worst kind. Probably the source of everything bad. <laughs> they shouldn't let men in colleges yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't need education. <laughs> yeah, seriously. They can get anything they want anyways. As we can see by the men in this movie. Ugh. But yeah, here's the thing is that like, I am so comfortable with Costas and Lena. Why? Why? They have manipulated me. They've manipulated me. I thought that Costas and Eric were equal hotness when I was younger. Now, of course, I understand standards and Mm -hmm. I understand good hair. And I understand that Costas is, of course, like still the hottest thing that's ever happened to a movie. And also the interesting thing is that Eric like denied Bridget. Yeah. But yet, like, we're still like, Eric sucks! Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Costas was, like, pursuing Actively Lena. pursuing Lena. And he, he was dishonest with her when he didn't tell her. That's Like, true. that their families were feuding. Um, Costas, did you know? Another fact. Yeah. He is from Philadelphia. Shut up. So he has, like, a real intense Philly accent. And so he had to go from he that intense to, Philly accent yes. to... To a Greek. A Greek accent? Yeah. I mean, listen, I've never been to Greece, but it seemed like he did a good job. Yeah. Also, <laughs> he totally did. I have thoughts on Greece. Yeah. So. Totally. In- <laughs> who doesn't have thoughts who on Greece? Who doesn't? Girl. I've, who so doesn't? I've also never been. Uh-huh. But the fact that she rides up on a donkey. Yeah. Like, the full Greek experience. I know. Full the Greek. house that she lived in was from a postcard of Greece. It was incredible. So, yeah. Are her, who's her family? Who is her family? Also, do I since I've never been to Greece, do people yeah. really live in those homes on the hill? I overlooking the water? No idea. Are they, they all Airbnbs? Are they Airbnbs? Are they, like, $50 million properties? They must be. Like, the fact that she, like, was living there, like, I was like, I need to speak to a Greek person immediately. Like, we is this real? Selling Sunset Mykonos. We need, we do, we need Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay 911. I totally forgot about that video. We Lindsay need, Lohan we, I'm going to send her a DM. Are people actually living in these historical Greek homes? Yeah. That are from the postcards. Lindsay, let us where know. Where are the people of Greece living? <sighs> anyway, a, that was like question. one of the biggest takeaways from that movie was like, yeah. a need, like a genuine investigation needs to yeah. happen for me of like, are people really living Send in those Send an investigative house? journalist. Yes. And we'll, and we'll get to the bottom of this. We'll but like truly... Now that I have that returning image of Lindsay Lohan dancing, dancing. drunk in Mykonos, I'm like, no, that's the mood that, I'm going for this summer. That's the, <laughs> that's the Greece that I would love to that's, experience. That's my Greece. But honestly, riding in on the donkey and like, you know, going to the fish market and doing yeah, all of that, right. that's, I, I'm not going to say that's not my Greek also fantasy. Greek fantasy? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, one thing that was really funny, I think, in the movie, in the dressing room scene, is that eventually they just stop using the dressing room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just... like, you just see, like, um, Lake Lidlin or Tidy Whiteys. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> with the stars on the butt. Those are so 2005. Like, I am sure that I had underwear just like that. Was it? Okay, was she wearing white pants? Yeah. I think she was wearing a white bikini cut. Yeah. Full bottom brief. Yeah. With a white pair with of white pants. With white pair of pants. Mm-mm. Also, what I was probably doing. Yeah, I'm <laughs> certain that that's what we were doing. Like that, 
A VPL. Yeah. Are you familiar with that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> of course. Of course. It's Molly. It's she Molly. Had she had a VPL. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then, okay, here's what doesn't age well. Another thing. And this is a recurring theme throughout this movie. Is all of the weight bias against Carmen, who is not fat. Yeah. And also, yeah. this is like a this is like a pro-fat podcast. Like, I'm not using fat as a bad word, just as like a, a shape and size of a body. We do not shame anyone. No. Here. This <laughs> look at look. Listen. Yeah. Listening. Look, listen. <laughs> no weight bias on this podcast. No weight bias. It's not for Queen Carmen. Oh my god. I felt so bad. I was like, enough of this. I know. The very first... Okay, so here's the thing is that, like, she's the one token girl of color. She's yes. the one girl who is whose body doesn't look like the rest yeah. of their bodies. But again, is still not fat, but she is played... She is played as, like, wow, can you believe... These pants would fit These Carmen? pants would fit her. her. She goes, you think a pair of jeans that fits you is gonna fit all of this? Yes. And that is, like, one of the most iconic scenes from the movie. Like, I, I remember it in the trailer. I remember being like, ha, 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 ha. But it didn't age well. It didn't age well. And I think that in some parts, they do a good job in the screenplay of making it clear that... Carmen is being a subject of weight bias. Like yeah. when she's going dress shopping yes. with her skinny, um, evil stepsister. Evil stepsister. <laughs> and stepmother. <laughs> and stepmother. And again, again, no weight bias here. No, no weight bias against skinny people either. Yeah. But the dress shop owner is like, yeah, we oh. can scrap up some fucking fabric from the, I was raging. from the dumpster or whatever. For that other one for the brown girl. <laughs> that, that was like the worst part of the movie. Well, there's was, other worse things. But it was that was horrible. That it was hard to watch. watch. She was justified. She yeah. should have I would I expected her to just cuss him out. Yeah. Like just go yeah. scream and yelling. She the fact that go. she didn't get physically violent yeah. was, I mean, I think a feat of restraint. Yeah. And I think that, like, in a scene like that, it's like, okay, they're doing a good job of saying, like, yeah, this, this is, is not this is not good. This is not mm-hmm. how we behave. Yeah. We, we are on Carmen's side. Mm-hmm. But still, it's like, we still can't get away from this, of, of her size. Like, it's so, we keep on coming back to it. They keep drawing our attention to it as an audience. Yeah. Like, constantly. Yeah. Like, instead of saying, like, and me, the writer, it's as if. I mean, I really think they should have been like, and me, Fat Carmen. (laughs) (laughs) Because they talk about that just as much without saying it. Like, (laughs) we never get the writer out of her. Never. But, like, the negative self, like, identification of, like, the fat girl is, like, (laughs) brought up constantly. And I felt for her. I wanted to, like, hug her and, like, wrap her in my arms and be like, we're going to stop this now. Yes. We're going to, together, we're going to stop this. Together, we're going to (laughs) end fat shaming. Yes. Talking negatively to ourselves about our bodies. Yes. Like, I wanted to to end it for her and for every girl to ever be born after. Absolutely. Yeah. That was was terrible. And listeners, that's why we're here today. And that's why we're here today, (laughs) filming this podcast. Um, okay, so yeah, Lena doesn't wear jeans, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah, whatever. 
So they sneak into the old aerobic studio and they have basically a seance and they make the rules for the pants. They say that double cuffing and tucking in your shirt while wearing a belt are tacky and I disagree. Also disagree. Okay, great. I'm glad yeah. we agree on that. So we start with Lena in Greece. She's riding in, as you right. said, on the donkey. There's a man playing violin very randomly yeah. among her family members. Like, she walks in. Everyone's just kind of talking. There's a guy playing the violin. The house is beautiful, obviously. Carmen, <laughs> when she is on the train going to meet her dad in South Carolina, her dad who left her and her mom. When they, they are were, in Maryland. They're in Maryland. Okay. So she, I don't know, it's probably, it's probably like a several hour train ride. I would say, right? yeah, probably 10. Yeah, she was probably on that train all day. And a long, a long She's ride. taking a journey. She's taking a journey down to see her father. I'm sorry to whoever the costume designer was for this movie, but they did Carmen so dirty. She, like... This scene is the epitome of, like, Carmen shops at Chico's. <laughs> I actually also had a similar thought. Yeah. Like, I was like, who is the costume person? Yeah. For Carmen. For Carmen. Bridget looks so hot always. All, uh, yeah. Lena, yeah. her identity is in midi skirts. She, yeah. The Titty, writer. she gets cool t-shirts, like, cool graphic yeah. tees. And she's honestly in her work uniform most of the time. Yeah. Carmen dresses like she is in her 50s. <laughs> I Like, justice for Carmen. Justice like, for Carmen. this film, because, yeah. and even just, like, even some of the tops that she would wear, like, I was just like, who fit her for these? Like, this yeah. is rude. Rude. <laughs> like, we. It wasn't just, yeah. like, early 2000s bad fashion. It was, yeah. like, it was just bad, bad. It was just bad, bad. Bad, bad. She needs an apology. Yes, a public apology. She needs a public apology, Instagram. Yes. Get out the notes app. app. Like, <laughs> she needs a notes app apology. We need an apology, like, justice Stat. for Carmen. Yes. There like, is so much justice for Carmen needed. Oh, my God. Like, at every twist and turn. Every twist and turn. Okay, I totally forgot that her dad was white. I know. Yeah. I didn't think about the racial dynamics when I saw this in sixth grade until the housekeeper, who is also Latina, comes in and the stepmom, future stepmom, is like, just let her change her sheets. And she's like, I don't want to let her change my, change yeah. my sheets. And I, w- and I realized in that moment, I was like, oh, whoa. Okay, they're both Latina. They're both the only Latina people in this yeah. house. Okay, interesting. And then I, like, started putting things together. But, like... Yeah, there was things that I saw now as, like, a yeah. 32-year-old woman yeah. that I did not see as a young teen. Totally. This dynamic, Like, this character story enraged me. Um, this m- I was throwing a rock at my TV. <laughs> um, Carmen's dad. Oh my god. A monster. Monster. Absolute monster. Trash. Enough. Trash. Enough. 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 Enough of this man. Dad, step up. Okay, how do you get engaged? Yeah. Get, have a girlfriend yeah. at the very least mm-hmm. and you don't tell your daughter you don't tell her that you moved you don't yep. tell her that she's going to be in your wedding at the end of the summer she's spending the entire summer with you and it has not come up that you live with a whole family yeah um with like teens yeah and not only that but they're white yeah like, hey like i hey. have a new white family how hard is it for him to say that <laughs> yeah like how hard would it be like hey i'm dating someone right 
Like, that's what got me. I was like, this man is a monster. He needs yeah. to be stopped immediately. I'm done yes. with him. He can do nothing right. No. From here on out, done. Absolutely. Like, that, that man, and even Armando. So when we watched it, Armando, I said, what do you think did not age well in uh-huh. this movie? And he was like, well, first of all, like, the casting of Carmen's father is a no. Like, he was it's like. a no. He was like, that man, he, no. No. Like, he was like. Terrible casting on the part of Carmen. <laughs> he was like opinionated on that. Like yeah. he was like, "It's that is not her father," and no. he's a, he probably also agreed he's a monster. Yeah, but yeah, that was so troubling. It was really disturbing. I like my heart was breaking for her. She hadn't spent more than four straight days with her dad since she was ten. Yeah, and then like the tennis thing. Oh my god, that is probably one of the lowest points for me. Yeah. The only point lower was when, of course, he didn't go looking for her when oh. she, like, ran away. That cab driver had more that cab driver cared about her more. sympathy for her and cared for her well-being than her own dad. But when he says, why don't you go play tennis with Paul? <sighs> He's like, I'm sorry, we have, like, wedding drama. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Lady. Lady. I don't know what her name is. Don't need to know. <laughs> um... Also a monster. Yeah, she was a monster as well. And then when Carmen was speaking Spanish. Oh, yeah. In the kitchen. And that fucking. Oh, my God. What girl yeah. was like, is she speaking? Sp-? I, no. No. I was like, anyone can speak Spanish at any time, yeah. anywhere. Please speak Spanish Please, at any time, I prefer. Anywhere. Please. I prefer. And honestly, like, like, she was speaking, like, the type of conversational Spanish that, like, even really dumb Americans like, who are, who, like, are native English speakers can understand. It was literally, like, buenas. Yeah, she was like, good like, morning. Yeah, she like, was like, como estas? And, like, they, were, and they were, like, <laughs> uncomfortable with it. That's yeah. what got me, was, like, they weren't even, like, trying to, like, speak back or, like, yeah. be like, oh, like, are what are you saying? Or they were like, sorry, what are you saying? She yeah. goes, is she speaking Spanish? Spanish? Like, and she said it so negatively, and then the mom was, like, confused. Yeah. The mom's face was, like, very confused. She, like, was, she was confused. Like, like, what do you... What why is this girl speaking And the dad Spanish? did not stand up for her. Yeah. The dad did not take up for her at all. Enough. No. Yeah, and honestly, Goodbye. like, he obviously, like, he understands Spanish. He she ha- she yeah. starts going into this thing about how, like, her parents used to speak Spanish together. Exactly. And also, like, if you are the parent of a biracial child... Yeah. Like, that, like, no. You no. stand up for your daughter. Stand, stand up for your up daughter. For her. Like, I, that's what got me. He goes, no one can understand you, sweetie. Like, no one needs to know. Like, they, no. anyway, that, that is, like, a, a big thing that, for me, even is, like, when I've been around, I mean, I've never had that exact situation happen, mm-hmm. but, like, when, like, people are speaking Spanish and, like, mm-hmm. other white people or people that don't speak Spanish are, like, Oh, like, what are they saying? Like, they should be speaking English? Like, right. No. No, they shouldn't. No, they should not. Nobody has to speak English. No. People can speak Spanish whenever, wherever they please, and you don't have to know what they're saying. They're allowed to talk shit about you in front of you. Yes. If they want to. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Like, if you want to know, be doing that. If you (laughs) want to know, learn Spanish. If you would like to know, pick up a Spanish. If you're that bothered by not knowing what people are talking about, why don't you go ahead and learn another language? Learn a second language. That that scene just enough. I was like, this is all I need to know about this family. I know. I was... Did not age horrible, But I do think, I will say, that, like, that type of, like, dynamic, I don't know, like, I had not seen in a movie before. Mm -hmm. So, like, 
But I think, like, did that, like, that scene, like, age yeah. well? Like, I'm just, like, they were maybe talking about, like, a dynamic that, like, wasn't being talked yeah. about in movies yet. Totally. Or, like, the dynamic of, like, a Hispanic or Latina girl, mm-hmm. like, coming into, like, a situation where, like, she's the only one. Yeah. And, like, she's being put in a place where she might not feel safe. Right. You know? Yeah. And so it's, like, that maybe, you know... Maybe. Sister Charlie Pants maybe trying to do something. Maybe they were maybe they were really making a commentary that was important. Yeah. 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 White dads, could you stop up? Yeah. Oh my god. They act together. Get your act together. <sighs> okay. Speaking of people not knowing how to speak a language, this <laughs> actually I love. Selena is scandalized by all the people who are naked, braless, kissing. When she's at the beach in Greece, people are sexually liberated. She sees Kostas and she's like, who is that? And then she falls in the water because he's so hot. almost drowns. Then she almost drowns and he saves her. How did he even get there that fast? Oh my god. Like he was like, she's drowning. He was waiting for her to fall in the water because of his hotness. Mm -hmm. And then get to save her because she Mm -hmm. would drown. So he's speaking to her in Greek and she goes, I'm sorry, I don't speak Greek very well. And then the moment where I went from a girl to a woman. Oh my god, I know, I know the exact... He says, yeah. we'll have to work on that, won't we? Oh. I was like, hot and bothered in the theater. I was... Like, excuse me? Oh my god. I had to like, open my refrigerator, stick my head in. It was so hot. I was like, even as a 32-year-old married mother of yeah. two, like, I would... <laughs> I would, I would drop it all. I would walk away from all of it. I was like, I need to find my costume. Like, that was hot. Yeah. It, it was incredible. Okay. And then yeah. he says, do you dance better than you swim? Because he wants to take her out dancing. Oh, yeah. Oh! He wants to do the like, Greek dancing. He is so smooth. He wants to take her to the Denver Greek Festival. <laughs> do some of that dancing. That's happening Dude. soon, by the way. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Next Let's... weekend. Oh, great. Um, what Friends of the pod. Opa! Opa! <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure that his name is actually Costas. Is it Costas? Costas? I don't know. I'm not really... Um, okay. Wait, let's I go think to... It, I don't... Costas? Um, uh, okay, while sister, you look that pass. up, I want to give a fun fact what, about him. The actor is it's still... Costas. Costas. Okay. okay. So Costas is still out there acting. We love it. Hallmark movie guy. He's yes. done like twenty Hallmark films, and he and one Amazing. of them is called "You're Bacon Me Crazy," <laughs> like bacon. And he is in like he's known as like I a Hallmark it. guy, like Christmas films. Like Amazing. I was like, he is out there providing for his family. He mm-hmm. has three kids. Yeah, like good for him. Honestly, I love that. Like, I think it would be really fun if I was an actor and I had like one kind of hit role in a teen movie mm-hmm. and then I spent the rest of my career in Hallmark. Yeah. Like, I think that people, I just get this feeling like people in like the Hallmark and Lifetime community, like those actors are probably like a really good time. Yeah. Like they don't take themselves too they seriously. They know they're in Hallmark movies. They know they're in Hallmark movies. They're cashing their check, putting their time in at the job, just like mm-hmm. the rest of us. You Laughing know? all the way to the bank. Absolutely. Laughing there all the way to the bank. They are... I want to know how much they make on those movies because, like, they probably pay well. Like, they do they well. I mean, they must yeah. do... I feel like if you can get into that, like, niche of, like, mm-hmm. Hallmark movies, oh, like, yeah. that's probably, like... In the a, circuit. In the circuit. If you get into, like, <laughs> into that circuit, then... Yeah. 
you're good. And also, they get paid for, like, all the reruns and stuff. And I'm yeah. sure, too, it's not just, like, you get paid, like, $3 million for playing this role. It's, like, you get this whole package where, like, every Christmas, mm-hmm. when we're doing, like, the yep. Hallmark mm-hmm. Days of Christmas or whatever, mm-hmm. you're cashing those checks. And people are obsessed with Hallmark movies. They are. Like, they... They've got a corner yeah, they, of the market. They really have people out there, like really following them so i am so happy for costas costas yeah man love him honestly like i think that for millennial people Mm -hmm. costas is still like he he's still very special still very special i wonder if me watching costas like somehow manifested the armando of my life honestly i might have because Armando <laughs> kind of looks like him. Yeah, he's slightly. got like he's got olive skin, he's olive skin brown thick hair. hair. Yeah, like I was yeah. wondering, like I'm to myself, like did that plant that seed? Like, it planted that the seed. You were like manifested that type of man in my life. Fellas, she's got a type. She's got a type, <laughs> and it's Armando. <laughs> and Costas, it's her husband. It's it. <laughs> yeah, it started with Costas, and now we're here. So honestly, Armando should be grateful that Armando you saw this movie grateful. at such a formative time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we go back to Bridget, who is running on the beach to Natasha Bedingfield, <sighs> running with no ponytail. This happens a few times, and it's so unreasonable. Unreasonable. Also, the fact that they are so close to the water and they're in Mexico. Yeah. The humidity. <sighs> my hair could never. Never. Like, the fact that she's running. Like, I'm just yeah. like, what would I... I would look like Forrest Gump. Yeah. When he's running and he has <laughs> a long hair. Like, that's what I would look like. <laughs> you know? I remember I went through a phase where I was like... Like, after I saw this movie, I was like, maybe I don't need a ponytail. <laughs> I, like, did some outdoor activities, like, trying to just, like, freeball it. <laughs> and I also, okay, the iconic scene where she pours the water on her face. Oh. I remember my friend and I practicing that move. Like, Again, getting, like, no. filling up a water bottle yeah. and, like, throwing it on your face. I look more like I'm being waterboarded. Like, <laughs> With, like, really frizzy, humid hair. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then, like, her coach is, like, mean to her. Well, she's kind of hogging the ball she's showing off she's stepping in she's stepping out she's stepping out showing off and she's like okay we all know you're a superstar yeah get it it's like you should be grateful that this she's prodigy is national winner yeah basically promoting your camp promoting your camp also winning you a championship yeah come on okay so (laughs) when they're (laughs) running on the beach she's talking to eric and she says i play forward and he says so i've noticed and then she says, I'm 17, which, isn't she 16? I was wondering that. I was like, and, 16 or 17? And also, if she's going to lie about her age, why wouldn't she say she's 18? Why would she say I'm 17? Just say you're 18, girl. If you're trying to get with an older yeah. man, just, I guess, just, just lie. lie. Anyway, yeah. I, I thought that was weird. Like, yeah. why did she have to put that out there? I don't know. It seems so weird to me. Why did she say I'm 17? Also, if I was running like that, I would not be able to speak. Nope. I'd be like, Absolutely not. <laughs> I would be, I would be sucking air. I would be sucking air, having an asthma attack. Yeah. The humidity would have taken me out. And Blake Lively is simply running with her hair And then she, down. like, runs into that, like, cove. Oh, and yeah. just, like, they race. hits the ground. She goes, like, oh, so. race, yeah. 
gracefully. And these people say running is the best high there is. I beg to differ. These people have obviously <laughs> never done drugs. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I was like, these uh, yeah. these narcs have never touched drugs. If someone tells me that running is the best high, then I know that we are immediately <laughs> not friends. There and are we are two, not the same. There are two types of people. people there are two types. People who have tried drugs and people think who think that running is the best high yeah. there is. I have tried to achieve a runner's high. Yeah. Never happened. Never happens. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't get no, it. It's like, no. listen, uh, so I don't do drugs anymore, and I understand that, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, wow, it's so much, it feels so much better. It's not the same. To, <laughs> when I wake up early and I go on a sunrise hike, better high than being on, <laughs> like, that's, um. That's. It's simply untrue, and, like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. It's fine. It's fine. I don't need, like, I I don't need to, and I can't. Yeah. But I'm not gonna pretend, like, like I'm anything yeah. other than drugs is the best high that there is. Yeah. I'm with you, 100%. That's a, no. Mm-mm. Back to Carmen's dad, who we Ugh. hate, enemy of the pod. He and his enemy th- of my life. Beyond this podcast, enemy of the world. <laughs> also, he's the dad in Get Out. He is, yeah. So he was in enemy of the population of the planet. <laughs> yeah, not good as a dad. Not good as a dad. He's, he's casting him in this role. <laughs> <laughs> he's really good in West Wing, though. Yeah, I did. I mean, I never watched. Did you watch the West yeah, Wing? Yeah, I love wow. West Wing. He's How really old were you when that was out. Like ten. I was really young when it was out. You I were, watched like, it. Watching I, it like... I, I watched it like a later TV. in life. Yeah. <laughs> No, I watched it when it was on Netflix. Oh, like okay. I didn't, I didn't watch it. Like I heard it was great. It's so One good. Many Annie. Emmys, a lot of Emmys, and that guy's in it, and he's really good. Oh, I also just remember he plays a guest role in Brooklyn Nine Nine as Jake's dad, and he's oh, like man. a deadbeat dad. This guy really narrowed the market of like <laughs> shitty father roles. He's got he's he got knows, a corner he's, of the market. He's typecast at he, this point. He understands his type. He understands his role. He's cashing checks. He's cashing checks, laughing all the way to the bank. Exactly. Like, That's right. He doesn't care what we think. <laughs> Absolutely not. Why should he? But he tells this story about meeting his fiance because he called the wrong number, and I guess he just talked her up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The kids went on their first date with them to go bowling, and I think that's really weird. Inappropriate. It, absolutely From the inappropriate. Get-go. Like if you no. are if you're dating with teenage kids, they don't want to be the third wheel on your date. Also, I feel like it's inappropriate to introduce your kids to a date. Your first Like I feel like date. you'd have to be dating the person for a very long time before yeah. you introduce them to your kids. Also, why would your teenage kids want to go on a date with you? It's so weird. Why would they want to go bowling with their mom and some guy that they've never met? I thought it was very weird. Just a bunch of no's all around. Yeah, and then they go to Paul's soccer game and can't play tennis, and Dad makes her play tennis with Paul, and then she accidentally hits Paul in the face. Good. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Paul's hot. Paul was hot as hell. I I remembered that, like, as soon as I saw him. The hair in this movie, though. Oh, um, man. His hair, but I remember at the time, I was like, Sexiest man alive. Yeah, absolutely. That He's got hair. That, it was the 2005 tennis bro hair. I was like, what is going on? But now I'm like, ew. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. But um, at the time, hot. Yeah. Aroused. Like, I was like, this man is sexy. Oh, yeah. 
He's hot. I think he's hotter than Eric. Eric the soccer coach. Oh, yeah. Eric the soccer coach was not that hot to me. It's weird because he was so hot to me when I was younger, yeah. and now I'm yeah, like, I'm like And it's not just because, like, he's supposed to be a college-age kid, and I'm like, oh, he's too young. Like, because Kostas is still very Kostas hot to still me. still hot to me, too. Paul's hot. But Eric just, like, I don't know. He just doesn't do it for he me. He doesn't do it for me. Yeah. But he kind of does it for me in sex life. Yeah. So watch sex life. Okay, well, yeah. it's the hair, probably. It's probably the hair. He, I was shook when I found that out. Like, it is, yeah. he is... He has aged well. God bless. God bless we him. We love to he see it. He needed a glow up. Yeah. And he got it. So. And he got it. He got yeah. his. Laughing all the way yeah. in the bay. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay. There's the kid who passes out in the grocery store. Bailey, Bailey. When Tibby is working. Yeah. And she finds out later that it's her neighbor. The pants. The, the magical mm-hmm. pants. They got delivered to the kid's house by accident. So she comes over Tibby's house is so nice. I know. I was like, what do Tibby's parents do? I know. Because she's living a luxurious life over She there. lives a life of luxury. Yeah. And just when I thought to myself, why does she have to work? She explained to us that she needs money she's for her camera, camera equipment. Mm-hmm. She's making a documentary about losers, she yeah. says. And I really felt like she needed a clearer creative vision for yeah. her documentary. I you can't agree. just start filming people and call it a documentary. And also, it's very rude to call yeah. your interview subject losers. Also, your coworkers. Like, yeah. I feel like, like I'm not You work with that. She's like, yeah, I'm making a documentary about people who are pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> so, the little girl, she's 12, Bailey, she's like, let me be your assistant. She's kind of like, whatever. Um, um, Libby was mean to her. Yeah, she Like, was that mean. I didn't like. Like, I was like, why are you so mean to this child? Like, be nice. I know. she's. It's because she's supposed to just be, like, generally angsty. She's, like, generally angsty, but, like, to kids? Yeah. What? That kid did nothing to you. Yeah, like, this poor girl. I know. Peter Pants. And yeah. passed out publicly. Right. Just, like, let her follow don't you around. Mean. You don't have any friends here You have summer. no friends. You're working at Walman's. Yeah. Like, be nice. Be nice. That was my take on that. I agree. I think that even if you're kind of mean to adults, you should be nice to kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's just what I think. Okay. So Bridget weasels her way, or sorry, not Bridget, um, Bailey. She weasels her way into being Tibby's assistant. Mm -hmm. They find Brian McBrien. (laughs) (laughs) The dragon slayer. The dragon slayer. I loved Brian McBrien and the dragon slayer. I don't know what it was about Brian McBrien, but I found I found him mm-hmm. to be a wonderful addition to the movie. So if you thought he was a wonderful addition to the movie, mm-hmm. you would have loved him in the book because I remember yeah. being upset that they basically took him out of the movie. Exactly. He has a huge role in the book. Part in the book. Doesn't he have he had like a romance. Yeah, he, he was like their romance. third wheel. Like yeah. he was a member of the crew. And he they was completely took him in out of the movie. squad. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember being like really bothered by that as a kid i remember that too like after i read the book being like wait we barely spent any time with brian mcbrien in the and in in the movie but in the book he's like a huge part yeah yeah so mm. he was robbed he was robbed he was robbed yeah i loved him yeah the other thing that i loved about tibby's documentary and Mm -hmm. her co-workers there was a co-worker like the older woman that was just accessorized oh, i loved her i gravitate towards yes. those women yes and i have my whole life like you know what my she is. best work friends were her 
She's a Diet Coke girl. She's a Diet Coke cigarette girl. Yes. My my queens. (laughs) Like, when I was watching the movie and they were outside the smoking area, I was like, the smoking area Mm -hmm. of any job in America is where it's at. It's where I thrive. It's where I come alive. It's where I am my true self. (laughs) Like, that, like, every every job I've ever had. There's Absolutely. a lady like that. Yes. And she's smoking. Yep. And she had a nails. long cigarette. She had nails. long acrylics. <laughs> yes. She had accessories. She had yeah. hair. I loved her. She, like, every time she would come on screen, I was like, that is yes. my bestie ever. <laughs> she, yes. And that is why yes. I need to get a job. Yeah. I know. Just for her. Just for her. I need to get a job at the yeah. Walgreens down the street so yes. that I can befriend her. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, that... I was, like, reminded of, like, the smoking area of a job and oh, just yeah. how much I miss that. Because I love it's so the special. conversations that are had out there. The people that are, like, go yeah. out there. They've, always, they've lived lives. They have lived. They are out there. They have lived. They've had every job. Smoking those Marvel Red 100s. Absolutely. Or Marvel Ultralight 100s. Mm-hmm. And just giving wisdom to the young people. Yes. Yeah. For free. For free. Yeah. I absolutely loved her. I'm so glad yeah. that you pointed that out. Yeah, the hair, it's giving. Yeah. She's well, got rollers, you that, know? That lady had rollers. Yeah. She really puts herself together every day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lip liner, I'm sure. A lip liner. You know, they just don't make ladies like that anymore. They don't make ladies like that anymore. <laughs> That's the type of older woman I'd like to be. <laughs> and you will. You absolutely <laughs> will. And she will. And Listeners, will. We'll, we'll circle back. We're going to hold her accountable. Yes. Okay, so then after that, we go back to Carmen, and Paul is at a mysterious appointment. Then Carmen and her dad go outside, and she's like, what the fuck? Where's Paul? Where's Paul? And he's like, he's visiting his dad at a facility because he's an alcoholic. My question is, what kind of facility? (laughs) I was uncertain if he was in, is he in jail? Is he in prison? Is he in the psych ward? Is he in rehab? Is he, what kind of facility is he in? It was not giving me enough. I needed more detail. That was Armando and I's thought too, is I was Mm -hmm. like, what is this, like a lifelong alcoholic facility? Yeah. Because he's like, he's an alcoholic and he's in a facility and visits his dad every month. And I was like, where? Where? Like, is he in like, (laughs) a like, we need more, the people need to know. Like, people need to know. You don't just like, yeah. It is kind of like, I mean, in the 1930s and 40s, they would just kind of, like, send people away. Yeah. They call, like, when they say, like, sanitariums and asylums. Yeah. That's, like, what they mean. I think it's, like, they just send them away. Where do they go? I don't know. I think it was, like, a girl interrupted, like, two-year-long type. Probably. But. I don't know. I think that his dad was maybe in jail because... They when probably, Carmen is yeah. calling her dad crying later, mm-hmm. she said Paul visits her dad. His dad every month. His dad every month. I don't know. It, to me, it was kind of giving... It was kind of giving, giving jail. jail. I don't know. I Maybe think. it was prison because he has to go all the way to Atlanta to visit him, so... I feel like, too... Like, I agree. Like, it had to... Like, they probably didn't want to be, like, in the storyline, like, he's in jail or prison. Maybe they didn't want to say it, but they just, like, let... There was a lot, a lot left to the viewer. I think a lot of it is because it they wanted to keep it in the PG rating. I, yeah, that's why they couldn't make anything about Bridget, Bridget and Eric having yeah, sex. Yeah. It, it has to be alluded like, to it. Alluded to it. 
I think it's the same with this situation. Yeah, where they're like, we can't bring up, like, I don't know, drug use or something like that. I did like that Paul did that, though. Me too. It really made me think, wow, maybe Paul's not so bad. Paul might not be a monster. He might not be. Yeah. I thought that Paul was, like, I felt totally neutral toward Paul. I felt pretty neutral toward Paul, not the sister. Not the sister. She's so annoying. God, she was the worst. Oh, my God. And then when Carmen goes upstairs and the sister's like, that's That's her. her. (laughs) I, like, I hate you. I hate her. Don't like you. And she's, like, so upset by her dad being in a facility. Or she's, like, really mad at her dad, and so she can't even hear they just say, oh, They just Paul's- say he's at an appointment. But it's like, you know that he goes and visits him every month, and when we say this vague appointment thing, like, you know that's what we're talking about, so why don't you just say Paul's at the jail? Yeah. I don't- why do we need to tiptoe around her? Yeah, what are- why are we accommodating her? Yeah, why are we accommodating that girl? <laughs> um, okay, so I thought it was so cute in- Tibby's basement with her Avril Lavigne poster <laughs> when Bailey's down there and she's like, can I try these pants on? Oh. And the pants don't fit her. And they were like big on her. They were like And you're really like, big. you know she's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're, you're uh, like, yeah, that kid's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh. And I was like, oh, she gonna record like something for her. And then she, uh, she does, but we don't see it till the end. Yeah. And then there's like all the weirdness with washing the sheets. We, we talked about that already. Very yeah. frustrating. Yeah, that was like... Why does she care so much? Why does she care? May- let her sleep on dirty sheets if she wants. Let her and clean let her I want. And stop being so judgmental about her sleeping in. She's exhausted also, from being around all these annoying white people. If that house is so big and nice, why is she sleeping on a pull-out couch? That was my I was like, too. They don't have a guest room. You couldn't even give her a real room in this house. She's staying there for the entire summer. Yeah. If if I was staying with a family member for the entire summer and they said, you're going to be sleeping on the pullout couch all summer, I would say, I'm going to go ahead and shorten my trip to two weeks. I'm shocked that Carmen lasted as long as she did. Honestly, same. Like, she same. she was really doing her best, yeah. but that, yeah, that was a no. Yeah, that's yeah. a big no for me. Costas and Lena, here's what's going on. So, he lent her his shirt. Grandma washed the shirt and she's like, whose shirt is this? And Lena tells her, and everyone loses their mind. They're oh, like, he's a duras? A duras? <laughs> she's like, she's like, never speak of him again. Never speak to <laughs> him Promise again. Me right now. You and so never she, see him again. she promises. She swears that she'll never see him again. And she has her fingers behind her back. <laughs> oh my God, it's so. Do you remember when that was like a thing? Yes. To like yeah. cross when your you fingers cross behind your, fingers your and back then you can and lie. lie. Like, as if that makes it not a lie. What's that going to do? Let's bring that. Let's call that back. Let's call, let's call back crossing your fingers when you lie. When you lie. And putting it behind your back. Yeah. Um, Kostas is, like, pretty annoyed with her because he's like, are you really afraid of your grandparents? What's going on? Yes, I am. And, uh, she's really touched by the fact that Kostas lost both of his parents, but he's still open to love. <laughs> and she cries on the pier. She cries. She's a horrible Broad daylight. She just gets to her underwear and jumps in the water. But when, Co- okay, I got, I'm, I don't say this lightly. I mean it very seriously. I got literal chills when Costas took off his shirt. I and he jumped in. was experiencing things I've never felt before. <laughs> As in I was rewatching it, <laughs> I, I got also, chills. I love him. I love, I love him. them. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Ugh. He's so and hot. He's so flippin' hot. So we go back to Tibby and we learn that we we it is confirmed that Bailey is gonna die. She has leukemia. The next door neighbor is like, oh, she's at the doctor's, which seems a little bit nosy. Why would her yeah. next door neighbor know that she was on a doctor's appointment? But she's like, oh, bye. I'm, I'm going to my doctor's appointment. They reminded me of Dennis the Menace. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that guy with dead ass. ass. Like, just like, <laughs> that little kid next door. She's sick. <laughs> she's sick. Didn't you hear? Didn't you hear? <laughs> Didn't you hear? She's sick. <laughs> I thought they stopped treatment. I thought they stopped treatment. That poor thing. <laughs> it's giving old Hollywood. It's giving old. What's that guy? What's the... Roger Mathat? You know what I'm talking about? No. The father, the, gr- the Dennis the Menace neighbor. Oh yeah, what's his name? Fuck. I'm calling him Roger Mathow. It's <laughs> definitely not Roger Mathow. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Anyway, we can t- continue on while I figure out no, no, Dennis no. the Menace. I want to know. Also, have you done that movie on this podcast? No, that would be fun. That's, That's a good idea. such a good movie. All right, I'm gonna put it on the list. It is Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau. Okay. 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 We're back at soccer soccer camp, Oof. and the girlies sneak out to go to the cantina, which. Seems weird that they snuck out because they're going to the cantina where the coaches will find them. Why? Why? <laughs> I also did ask Armando, like, in the town that you would go to, because my husband and his parents are from Mexico, and I was like, in Camargo, do they have cantinas like this? Uh-huh. Is this, like, a... like a Is this a thing? Is this, like, a factual place? Yeah. Like, I'm sure that they have bars and whatnot, but, like, is this... He said he'd never been anywhere like that. So, I would like so, to go to a cantina, though. I would absolutely love to go to that place. I would love to be like Bridget, who starts dancing I with mean, Eric. and scandalous dancing. It was a near steamy encounter. She was, then he leaves her on the dance floor, and I was like, I can't do this. mad. He's like, I can't do this. And I was he like, just do, like just do it. Do her. I know. Like, it's hard. she they, wants it. They have put us in this position as viewers to be cheering on this This inappropriate relationship yeah and like like, is it that big of a deal if he's 19 and she's 16 yes because he's in a position of authority but he's not actually her coach yeah that's true he's coaching a different team yeah and the other coaches see them there and the guy like gives him the nod like you should go like the guy was like i'd do it it's so weird why do they have to sneak out if they're gonna see the coaches. And the, yeah. I feel like the coach that was sitting at the table when he gets up was like, if you ain't gonna do it, I am. Right. Like, he was like, go they, for he it. He was gonna have his back. He was He was like, I'll cover for you. Yeah, truly. <laughs> oh, God. It's a boys club out there. It's a boys club. Um, She gets left on the dance floor, and I was really, really frustrated for her. I was frustrated for her, too. I, I think that probably, I hope that listeners can relate to this, but, like, have you ever had that moment where you're, like, pretty sure... That you've got in the bag with somebody. You're like, this is for sure going to happen. Yeah. You make a move. I have. And then it doesn't work out. But then later they do circle back and they're like. Psych. Psych. (laughs) And I'm not saying that like it's appropriate to like continue pursuing someone after they've said they aren't interested. But like 
basically being snubbed by someone who you know is sexually attracted to you. Yeah. It was a snub. It wasn't a rejection. It was a snub. It was a snub because he definitely was playing into her flirtations. Yeah, absolutely. He loved it. Had they already... Sn- no, they had not snuck off yet. No, not yet. But they had run. They 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 ran. Yes. They, they ran. They ran. And he saw her pour that water on her face. Yeah. And body. And she was like, I know you want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Costas teaches Lena how to ride a Vespa. And they go fishing. Oh, that... She draws him. I want a summer fling. Um, did I tell you Armando got a Vespa? Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, when I saw this, I was like. Maybe I could have my Costas Vespa fantasy. It's true. Yeah. I yeah, think, that- th- yeah, really, <laughs> really this Vespa that Armando got, it's yeah. for you. It's really for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, she was really living. I wonder, do you think they banged? You know, I was wondering if she got dicked down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Wait. she was drawing him shirtless, I was like, I hmm. wanted... I know they did. They had to. They had in to my have. dreams, they did. Yes, in my interpretation of in this movie, in my interpretation, they did. I, I will. You can't tell me any differently. <laughs> I won't be convinced. Don't, that they do not did try it. to convince me that no. they did not do it. Those two had the affair that I wanted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At fifteen. Yes. Like I that. Want, that was real love. I was like, <laughs> when am I gonna go on vacation and like and meet somebody? I never really had an experience where I like, but well, like when I was growing up, I never like went on vacation and met a hottie. The only time that I feel like I ever met hotties was when I went to Mormon camp. Yeah, totally. Did you go camp, to Young Life camp? I did go to Young Life camp. Oh and, yeah, I heard you talking about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Young Life camp and I went to, um, I went to this Jesus camp like every summer from when I was probably seven years old until I was, I don't know, maybe like 14 or 15. Wow. And there were some cuties there for sure, um, but I never had, I had, like, camp crushes, but I never had, like, I never, a real camp fling. I never, like, went into the woods and made out with somebody. I was very shy, mm-hmm. like, with boys yeah. at that age. Shy, beautiful Sh- Annie. <laughs> shy, beautiful Annie. Um, yeah, so I was definitely not having, like, I was, like, that's the thing. I wanted to be Bridget. Yes! I wanted to, like, yes. have my eyes on the prize. Yes. I wanted to mm-hmm. let a man know. Yes. <laughs> what? And yeah. instead, I was, like, the opposite. Like, I, like, couldn't speak in front of boys. Don't look at me. <laughs> I, don't look at me. I was a late bloomer. <laughs> like, oh. I know. So I was really, I do think that they... Had a okay. Well, when they get on the boat, oh yeah, I have thoughts on the boat scene. All right, yeah, let's talk about. It. So she like sneaks out, yeah, and they get on the boat. You think they did it on the boat? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I think they did it on the boat. Okay, yeah. my thoughts on the boat were at first when, as an adult watching this movie, when they get on the boat at night. Uh-huh. All I can think of is Natalie Wood. Oh my god. Exactly. And I was like, you're in danger. I was like, get off the boat. Dateline. <laughs> Call Dateline. Like, she, she is on the boat with a man at night. Yeah. Don't trust a man on a boat at night. Don't trust a man on a boat don't at night. Don't trust men ever. Don't tr- <laughs> First of all, don't trust men. Yeah. Second of all, don't trust men on a boat. No. Definitely don't trust men on a boat at night. Yeah. Don't trust men on a boat at night in a chunky turtleneck sweater. Mm-mm. Yeah. It with- was... 
why was he wearing a turtleneck sweater? I had so many thoughts about the sweater. Like, I was like, did that age not well? Or did it age, like, was, is this, like, an iconic piece of <laughs> Is this American an artifact of pop culture? Pop culture that, like, that sweater. I, mean, I, had, I like, kind of loved it, but hated it at the same time. It's giving Jude Law. It's giving, um... <laughs> The holiday. It's giving the holiday. And it's also giving Justin Timberlake. Yes, Enemy of the pod. Enemy of the pod. That sweater, I was like, is it tight? Now I wish I could see it. Like, was it tight? It was kind of tight. It wasn't super tight. Like, it it wasn't like a wool sweater. Like, it was definitely like a cotton ribbed sweater. Yeah. With the turtleneck, but he did look good. He looked really good. I think that was a romantic outing. Yeah. I think that was their rendezvous. That was their rendezvous. Okay. And we will never know. We'll never know, but in my heart, in I my know. heart, it happened. Yeah, the deal was a legend. A legend. Everything a legend. is a legend, of course. <laughs> but that's what I think. I think you're right. It was on the boat. It was that night. That, that it was, was very night. romantic. Yeah. Okay, Bridget and Eric again. They're running. They're on the beach. She goes up to him and she says, <laughs> she says that she saw a school psychologist. They yeah. called her single-minded to the point oh, of recklessness. Christ. Which, honestly, I think is iconic. Yeah. Put that on my tombstone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she's like, I've never shared that with anyone. And I understand that in 2005, like, therapy was very stigmatized. Didn't she say, like, a shrink? Yeah, she's like, the school, she's like, well, after my mom died, like, they thought I should see the school shrink to get, like, evaluated or something. I was like... Okay, like, mental health matters. Okay, yeah. Like, I'm really glad that, like... Your school has, like, the resources to be, like, you should see the mental health practitioner at your school. Yeah, like, especially because her dad, like, was so distant. Like, like, someone is sticking up for her. Someone needs to look out for her. (laughs) So, but if you're a school psychologist, you're not telling your student. You're single-minded to the point of recklessness, and I'm putting that in your file. That's That's not exactly... your diagnosis. Yeah, that's not exactly what uh, you should say to their face. But, um, keep it it in the file. But keep that in the file. I understand that in 2005, getting mental health services was very taboo. Yeah. I was in therapy around this age, and I was... Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine that you probably, like, didn't really tell anyone because you were like oh my god what's wrong with me it's so embarrassing also at the beginning of the film when they were in the vintage shop somebody mm-hmm. said something like oh like you took too many happy pills today oh and that? she goes someone forgot to take her happy pills yeah. this morning the conversation on mental health in this yeah. movie did not age well didn't age well they yeah. they were doing the best with what they could they were because doing, they had nothing <laughs> yeah they were doing the best they were very 2000 whatever movie yeah 2005 yeah. But yeah, that was a theme that I was like, why are we, like, we've come a long way. I just couldn't believe that Bridget, who was allegedly so close with these three girls, wouldn't tell any of them, like, oh yeah, I missed fifth period because I had to go to the, like, the school, school psychologist. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're her best and friends. And she tells Eric, she, tells she Eric. doesn't even know. Yeah. Who, like, and then they start kind of holding his, hands and yeah. he's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, he she, like, grabs his hand and you're like, yeah. oh, I know. are they gonna do it? And then, do it? no. <sighs> Not yet, anyway. Not yet. So, and then again, she starts running with no ponytail. So, <laughs> being the um, soccer queen that I wanted to be. Oh my in god. In the Seriously. tight little shorts. Yeah. And the yeah. bra. I know. Hair down. Hair down. <laughs> Just. Where's the sweat? Nowhere to be found. <laughs> no sweat. No sweat. No humidity. Oh my god. Um. Okay, so then 
Carmen, after getting fitted for the bridesmaids dress, yeah, and they're like, oh dress. my god, like, she's so fat, They whatever. were so mean to her. They were so mean. And she was like, ran out. Yeah, she ran out. I was like, girl, get out, run. I loved that. Get out, get out now. She's yeah. like, if I don't leave now, I'm gonna go into the sunken place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, she leaves, and she's taking a cab back to the development. I'm sure it was very expensive, because it seems like she went from the city to the suburbs. Yeah. Probably not cheap. The cab driver being a better father figure than her being own the dad. father she never had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it looks dark. She thinks that they're all out looking for her because she's been oh, missing. This broke our hearts. Ugh. She realizes that they're all just having dinner. Totally unbothered. Like giggling at the table. Just having just like a who? normal day. Like oh, cares about God. Carmen. Thank God that fat girl is gone. Yeah. yeah. And like <laughs> they didn't have phones back then either. I mean, I guess they did. They, they didn't have any phones. <laughs> no, but like it wasn't. It wasn't like everyone they didn't had have a cell phone. Yeah, it wasn't cell like were ubiquitous that everyone was expected to have a cell phone. The way know? that her dad was just like laughing at the table, I was like, this man, this man just proves himself to be a monster yeah. over and over again. Yeah, and that was just the he end of it. For never me. be redeemed for me. He could never be redeemed after he did not tell her he had a girlfriend. Yeah. But yet he took his stepkids on a date with him. Oh my God. Okay, so then she runs away. Yeah. She, well, she, she throws, throws a rock, away. which I love. I mean, can you imagine sitting, like, right here right now and, like, a rock hits the window? Oh that would be pretty intense. That would be crazy. Yeah. Honestly, though, like... And then she just stands there. She just stands there and looks at them. Yeah. And then she goes back home. Thank God. I was like... Like you said, it's a... It's a shock that she lasted this long. Yeah, like, give her credit for yeah. lasting as long as she did in, like, an unsafe situation. Yes. Yeah. she should have left immediately. She should have turned But not right to around. fault her. It's not her fault. Because she's a teen. Yeah. And she wants to be with her father. Yes. Her father, who left their family. Yeah. And he's seen her for no more than four days in a row since yeah. she was ten. For the, in the past six and years. And, like, you have one kid. Like, go yeah. see your one kid. Go like see you her. have multiple kids around the country. You got right. one kid that... And then she was like, yeah, you came and saw me when you had, like, a conference in D.C. or something. That's I so was like, annoying. oh, my gosh. That's, like, a somewhat absent uncle. Not a dad. Not a if you're a dad, you're not stopping by when you're on your way to a conference. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, yeah, she was totally justified, and I was glad that she finally threw a rock at them. Yeah, she was like, done, bye. Yeah. Enough. Enough. So there's a really cheesy moment where Bailey and Tibby are sitting on a blanket. They're talking about life and death and stars. It's all very unrealistic because 12-year-olds don't talk like that. Yeah. Even if she's, like, a really mature kid for her age. Yeah, that was... That, it's so clearly written by an adult. And they've never talked to a 12-year-old. Um, I have a piece of information about Bailey that I've been withholding and waiting for the right moment to tell you, Can you about Bailey. <laughs> I'm dying to know. So last year, I see a familiar face on my TikTok and I'm like, this girl has a, she has a distinct face. Yeah, she does. She, very distinct. Yeah, she's distinct. And I was like going through her profile. I'm just like, that is the girl from the sisterhood of the child <gasps> pants. Bailey. What, what kind of content is she making? Okay. So the TikTok that I saw mm-hmm. had to do with guns. <gasps> What about guns? She, pro guns? Pro guns. 
no. So then I remember, <gasps> the, and I was like, oh shit. She I can't became, believe like, that a you're gun, gun, gun talk. Yeah, I, I know. I'm on like Sister the Traveling Pants gun talk. Oh my god. Okay, so then when I watched the movie, I was like reminded of like, oh yeah, I think she's kind of like into guns now. So, of course, so then last night, I just yeah. did a Google of her just to see, oh my like, where we stand. So, she deleted all the gun talk okay. videos, but she was called out on TikTok for being, like, a guns okay. person. So, I found this article about her, and apparently people were coming for her on TikTok, and this okay. was what she responded with. I screenshot this. Oh, my God. People say all kinds of things, like, how do you sleep at night? And, y'all, all I can tell you, if you really want to know... It's after I've said my prayers with some bomb night cream on my face and with the loaded 38 special underneath my bed. And then it turns out that, so it says, there's only a few instances when Boyd, who earns money through skincare brand <gasps> Rodan and Fields, oh my God. has publicly shared being a gun, gun owner, but it's apparently still encouraged commenters to attack the star. So she considers herself, she's a gun owner, a Christian, and a skincare entrepreneur with Rodan and Fields. Sorry, that was a long rant, but she didn't age well. It's giving MLM nightmare. It's giving MLM nightmare, gun, pro-guns, Christian woman. That is horrible. That is an enemy of us. That's... Of the pod, of me, and the person. (laughs) I am... As a human being. Absolutely shocked. I was shocked too. Like, I was like, what... That sweet girl. What and why are two questions I have. What happened to her? Truly, what happened to her? So she's still acting. So I think she... So she's on in the show Atypical. Okay. And so she did that. She also did some other things. But I just was like, wow. She's out there. That is so disappointing. Really disappointing. Oh my god. Enemy. Enemy of me. Enemy of us. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Honestly, I'm more disappointed by that than the death of her character. Yeah, I was too. I was hoping she was like, I don't know, not that. Not anything else. Not anything else. I was hoping she, you know, was a normal lady. Yeah. It'd be really cool if she was just like, I don't know, like a product manager or something. She She was was just like. She was like, you know what? An influencer. A content creator. Yeah. Like a YouTuber. Absolutely. That'd be really fun. Yeah. But she's out there. Selling bomb night cream. Oh my god. With a loaded gun. And that's how she sleeps? Oh my god, if I had a gun in this house, I would never sleep. It would be so scary to me having a gun in here. Yeah, like, especially loaded. I wouldn't even know how. Yeah, I've never touched a gun before, Mm -hmm. so I wouldn't. I, like, absolutely wouldn't know. I would, like, watch a YouTube tutorial, and then all of my targeted ads would be, like, you didn't I'd be want getting, to go there. I would be getting private browser. Private browser, dude. <laughs> I'd be getting like her TikToks. You, like, I'm, how did I feed. get on her TikTok? And then, of course, yesterday when I like looked her up, like I was like, "Oh, what am I doing?" Oh no! Now I'm gonna be getting them. Anyway, <sighs> this storyline is sad. Yes, because child death is very sad. Of course, it's it's really sad and. <sighs> I always think it's kind of funny in movies when people have, like, a secret terminal illness. Mm-hmm. Like... You just want to be treated normally. Yeah, I just want to be a normal girl. Like, like as if a little girl with leukemia who stopped treatment, which essentially means she's in hospice, okay? Yeah. That she would be able to carry heavy camera equipment. I know. I'm sorry. I'm really not trying to be, like, ableist here, but, like, it this past year... It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. 
This past year, one of my close friends who had terminal cancer, not leukemia, but like, you know, when when you're dying, you're dying. You're ill. And you're, you're ill. Weak, and like for a year and a half after he stopped treatment, getting into the wheelchair and like going outside for a walk was the activity of the day. Yeah. Not like little kid like Bailey bopping around. Yeah. Pretending like she's a normal kid and like I know that everyone's illness looks a little different yeah but I really am just I'm just not buying we're not buying that you can that you can be a 12 year old with terminal cancer and be just like a boomer is that what it's called (laughs) (laughs) boom mic a boom hospital that, that she looks at all like 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 sick. brittle yeah, yeah that destroyed me oh my like, god like I was so upset by that but yeah I, I remember thinking the same thing like because that's the thing is I forgot she's like has cancer right because she was didn't have the physical <laughs> she didn't have the physical markers that we yeah. typically associate with yeah. people who are dying yeah yeah so poor Bailey. Poor Bailey. She, poor they did not. Or they no, did. what Tibby? Tibby. Poor Tibby. Poor Tibby. Um, Carmen comes home and she and Tibby get in a fight. Yeah. And here's the thing: Tibby thinks that she understands the meaning of life because now she's met a really sick person. Yeah. Which honestly, you know what? <laughs> I was We've all been there. Yeah. I was wondering what you thought of this conversation that they had. I think that one of the most annoying things that a person can do is downplay when you're annoyed with somebody like Carmen wanted to complain about her dad's new family and she justified and she was justified she was justifiably justifiable anger it was it, it was like, just that anger. was it was righteous anger yeah righteous anger I thought she completely invalidated Carmen it was so rude what was, she like, what she, she was did. like stop complaining she was like well I'm sure they're just excited so condescending. Yeah. Because she's like, wow, there are worse things than, like, your dad having a new family. And it's like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, it is really sad that this girl who you've kind of, like, taken that on. That you were, like, mean to. That you were mean to. You've known her for six weeks. If that. If that. And yeah. she's dying, which, like, it is really sad. I'm really sad for Timmy. Yeah. This is probably the first loss that she's ever had. Yeah. But... <sighs> But you can't compare apples to oranges. You absolutely cannot. That, I feel like for most of my life, that was like a common thing of like, well, you think you have it bad, someone has it worse. Exactly. So it invalidates everything. And I feel like it's only been in recent years that I've kind of started maybe with therapy, like realizing like, it's okay to like be upset about things. Like there can be like both and. Like you can be upset about Carmen can be upset about her dad, but, like, it's also sad that, like, her friend is dying of cancer. Like, right. it doesn't mean that, like, you can't be sad. Exactly. Both of those things can they be can sad. They can both exist in this world. Yes, there's enough space there's for enough that sadness. sadness. Yeah. So, I was really frustrated with Tibby, and I was on Carmen's side. Yeah. I was like, why, like, don't invalidate our queen. Justice for Carmen. Justice for Carmen. Okay. We need to talk about Bridget losing her virginity to Eric. 
in the low that's when those jeans looked low rise they were low she had on that white tied shirt yeah actually after i saw this outfit i was like how can i recreate yes absolutely so (laughs) minus the low rise minus the low rise of course so she like also she put something in her hair she like gets some like herbal essence shampoo. I think, yeah, in her hair. I think she's got something good, some good smelling some good stuff. Smelling stuff. She is ready. She is ready. And then she just simply walks past his window. And I guess that's he, he that's all that she needed to do was walk past his window. He caught a whiff of her walking past. <laughs> the herbal she didn't essence. even like knock on the window. She literally just walked. Like, past. how did she know that he would be? I don't know. And he just like pops up immediately. A woman's intuition. <laughs> a woman's intuition. No, but seriously, like Bridget, tell us. Bridget, tell, tell us, your us how did you do that? And then they, she's just like on the beach. Yeah. Did they have sex on the beach? I. They must would have. assume so. Um. No. No blanket in sight. No. No like protection in sight. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this is why no I, needed to, I needed to know how it all worked, the I, logistics. I might, like, do a Google search to figure yeah. out, like, the pages of the book. Where, well, no, they don't say it. Do they say it? No, they do. Because I read it. Yeah. They go into detail They in the do. Book. But I can't remember what it we was. We can't remember because it, it was 20 years ago. ago. So, she has sex with... She has sex with Eric. Eric. And she says, so this is what I think, like, is complicated because I want to give space for, like, nuance and that, like, all types of stories can exist. But I do think that that this narrative is exhausting to me. The narrative that, like, losing your virginity indicates that she's, like, troubled in some kind of way. Like, she's acting out because she lost her mom. acting out because she had sex. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. It's It's like... Okay, what I wrote in my notes was this. Yes, she was trying to chase novel experiences to avoid feeling sadness. We acknowledge that. But still, it plays into the narrative that a woman's first sexual experience has to be some act of deviance. Ah, yeah, you nailed it. It's also unclear if she removed the pants herself. (laughs) Yeah, that's also unclear. Unclear. Did she break the rules? Well, I think it, like, kind of goes into, like, what you were saying about, like, deviance around, like, losing your virginity of, like... You're not supposed to have sex with a lot of people. Yeah. Like, that was yeah the social norm. Mm-hmm. And I just don't agree. I don't agree. Like, yeah. I feel like as a society, we've come a long way since then. I hope. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been around anyone losing their virginity recently. <laughs> well, actually, you I have. have. Kids, they'll get there. <laughs> actually, I've spent some time with some youngins oh, recently. Oh, yeah, that's true. You did spend some time with some young people recently. And... Yeah, I just hope that, like, we we have stopped shaming yeah. women, people, for people. having sex and, like, making losing your virginity, quote, yeah. such a big event. I know. It and also, be. just live. And, like, I still use that phrase, even though I don't like that I say it. I really want to try and, like, avoid saying the phrase losing, losing. your virginity. Because it's, like, you're not actually losing something. And also, Nothing virginity has no, like, medical definition. I agree. Because how do we change this narrative? How do we change it? Do we say the first time someone had sex? Your sexual debut? Your sexual <laughs> debut? <laughs> Your entrance into sexual activity? I guess. Because I also agree that I don't like the term lose your virginity. Yeah. 
It's tough. It's tough. To be continued. Yeah, TBD. TBD. Listeners, if you have any ideas of what we should call uh, a person's first sexual encounter that is more fun than that whole mouthful. As if it's something to lose. Yeah. Because I feel like it's like negative towards women. Yeah, totally. For boys, it's like you lose this burden. It's like, oh, finally, I lost my virginity. But for a girl, it's like... Got rid of it. Oh. And then for a girl, it's like, oh my god, oops, I lost it. Oh no. Like, like she had I'll something to, to give. Or like, yeah. to be taken away from her. Exactly. Her virginity was yeah. taken. Yes. And she is no longer pure. <laughs> yeah. And so the fact that they had to associate it with her being like, I feel so empty and I wish I could talk to my I mom. Know, I was like... Oof. There's like... And she was like depressed after. Yeah. I understand that, like, that's a valid story, but, like, we hear that story Like, why too couldn't often. she have just been like, yeah, you know what? I set out to have sex with him, and I and did. I did. And, like, I'm powerful for that. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, like, now a powerhouse. Yeah. Thank you, next. Like. Thank, yeah, truly. And then she instead was, like, depressed. Yeah, so that was sad. Oh, my God. I love this next part when Lena literally lets down her hair before getting on the Vespa. <laughs> she is like a new woman. She like, is. She, she came she alive. Had sex. She had her sexual debut. She had her sexual debut. <laughs> she let her hair down. Yeah. She's getting dick. And yeah, she's getting dick down and she is se- <laughs> sexually expressive. Sexually expressive and glowing. She is glowing. <laughs> I'll have what she's having, like, please. <laughs> Truly. Having. When she's, when she gets out and lets her hair down, it's amazing. Costa says, I love you. And not oh a second God. later, like, her entire <laughs> extended family comes in and like, is just, yelling. Grandpa think- spits on him. Grandpa spits on him. I thought that was so rude. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit uncalled for. Also, the fact that he was like, I love you. Like, I was thinking to myself about how, like, when I was young, that was such a big deal. Yeah. To, like, say I love... I probably still is. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Since I've told anyone new that I love them. I've never... I've never told a romantic partner I love you. Yeah. Armando told me he loved me after, like, literally a week. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean... But, I mean, listen. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? How can can you blame blame him? him? You can't. (laughs) But that's the thing is I remember thinking, like, is this too soon? But then, like, what do I think, like, is it okay to just say I love you? Is it as big of a deal as I made it out to be? I think that for, I think that it was a big deal for them. Like, I think that they're trying to show that it was a big deal. That they are in love. And that it is a big deal. Yeah. And that he said it in that moment. That's what makes the moment so tense is that it's like right after he says, I love you, the family comes in and, and is like, get your hands whatever, on. Whatever, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Opa. 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 <laughs> and uh, I don't remember what she calls her grandpa. Papa. Or I something. think it's Papa. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not Greek. I don't know. Don't speak Greek. <laughs> So, she confronts her grandpa, though. Like, after... Okay, so, first of all, her grandma, like, waterboards her. (laughs) She dumps her face in cold water. Like, what is this, Romeo and Juliet? Like, are they that big of enemies? I know. And that she's like, you need to cool down. I'm gonna dunk your face in this water. Yeah, that was uncalled for. That was uncalled for. She's not, like, a little kid. She's 16. I'm gonna start using that as punishment. Just dunking dunking your head in water. (laughs) 
That feels cruel. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cruel. She finds the drawings. Wow. The rare shirtless Woo-wee. sketches of Costas. Just, yeah. I was like, I'd love a copy. <laughs> Give me a copy. Give me a copy. Love it. I'll frame it. Um, Then Lena confronts her grandpa. And this part, it's too cheesy and it's too much. I hated it. I was like, enough. She's enough. like, People, people say that, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, but really, I'm like, you, I'm stubborn and love. Like, the oh way she, God. I'm like, enough with this. I know. I'm done with you. I was so Goodbye. done. Alexis Bledel, uh, we <laughs> need to go on to the next. It was really, really bad. Yeah. But then Grandpa says, go. He's like, go. He, she's like, I know you understand me, but you say you don't. I know. And it's like, honestly, she didn't say anything like that convincing. All she said was, I'm stubborn I'm, like you. I'm stubborn like you, and I'm in love. And he's like, Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, go. Where, not 20 minutes ago, was he spitting at he this spit child. He spit at the love of her life. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, a young man. This guy is, like, let's say he's 19. Can you imagine, even at our age, spitting at a 19-year-old? Have you ever been spit at? Not that I know no, of. Me either. Yeah. That's, like, the ultimate. That's, like. The ultimate. Ultimate disrespect. Disrespect. Being yeah. spit on? Yeah. To do that to, like, basically a kid? Didn't that happen on I Love? Flavor Love. Yeah. Yeah, it happened. It was Pumpkin. Flavor Love. Yeah. Pumpkin. Yeah. Spit. Spat. On, spat on someone. Yeah. That was. Yeah, honestly, the that was like. Disrespect. And that was like an iconic reality TV moment because, yeah, like, even she in. launched it. This is in the. That happened in the era of, like, Jerry Springer, like, people throwing blows. Yeah. And still, Pumpkin on still Flavor Pumpkin. of Love, when she spat. It was like, oh my god. Like VH1 that, back oh then. Yeah. Top tier Bad reality TV. Yeah. Like you can't beat no early two really thousands VH1. Yeah. Love and hip hop. Love and hip hop. Yeah. I think love and hip hop's still on. It is, yeah. 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 But like Flavor of Love, Rock oh, yeah. of Love, oh, yeah. I Love New York. Oh my god, yes. Anyway, yeah. It was an incredible it. time for reality TV. It really was. So misogynistic, but also mm, really yeah. iconic. Yeah. It's complicated, didn't guys. Age well. <laughs> Did, it yeah. didn't age well, but it was really fun at the time. Yeah. Um, okay, the best acted scene in the whole movie, America Ferreira calling her dad while Tibby is offering moral support. It was that actually was beautiful. Oscar-worthy acting. Oscar-worthy. Give her her award. Justice for Carmen. I honestly thought, like, in this movie where we're taking a turn to the cheesy... This scene was actually, like, so earnest and yeah. so fucking good. And then the dad is still a monster because he's like, you don't have to apologize or something like that. Like, I was like, she's not apologizing. Yeah. Don't, why are you thinking that she's apologizing? Like, you need to be apologizing to her. And he and he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, like, on the table. He's like, I'm so sorry. I know. But it's like. I was like, get it out, girl. Yeah. So she is yelling at him saying, why is it that. Paul visits his dad every month, and you only see me twice a year. That was such a mic drop. It was incredible. Yeah, that was it. That's all you need to know. That was it. She went off, and it was justified. Yeah. And I hope he felt that. I think he did. I think he did, too. I think he felt it. Yeah. As he should. You should should. feel guilty. Okay, so we're kind of winding down here. So... Tibby finds out that Bailey's in the hospital, but she puts off going. And I understand that it's, like... That's hard. It's hard. But I also thought 
It was a little irresponsible that she waited. Yeah, I was like, go see your little friend. I'm like, like, dude, she's oh my in God. the hospital. She's going to die there. If you wait, like, that's the thing. Like, when someone is dying in the hospital, like, it's so much better to accidentally say goodbye five times yeah. than to miss saying goodbye. You know? Yeah, I thought that. I was like, Libby Tibby, enough. Go see your friend who you <laughs> yeah. were mean to. Yeah. And then. You owe her. You owe her. Like, go. Stop being so selfish. Yeah. Go see your friend. I thought she was being, yeah, she was being selfish. I understand a lot of people, like, hate hospitals. I get that. Yeah. But, like, Tibby, she doesn't yet have traumatic experiences at the hospital. She doesn't smell like hospital. No, she does not <laughs> smell like hospital. That's for sure. You know, yeah. yeah. So, I agree. Um, she finally goes. This part was a little bit too cheesy for me. She brings the pants. She wants the she pants to save these. her. Yeah, um, that was a bit cheesy. And then our favorite gun girl said, um, <laughs> "Pants have already brought their magic. They brought me to Dude. you." And then she's what? like, Ugh, and she's like crying into yeah. the bed. And then her dying wish is for Tibby to finish her stupid directionless movie about that was just like a mean epic yeah. horror. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it was just like she was like, it brought, "I will like her face. I will never forget." She's like, "It brought me to you." I know. The pants have worked their the magic. Pants, they brought me to you. Again, 12-year-olds don't talk like that. Also, where are her parents? Yeah. Like, where's her family? We've we never, never see her never family. never met her family. Like, who are the parents of this so- very sick child? Yeah. Honestly, why are they not at the hospital? What's yeah. going on? It didn't make sense. And um, then doesn't she, like, get in bed with her? She, like, gets in the bed. I'm pretty sure that she gets in the bed and, like, and, like holds they, her. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I imagine. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm glad that she had that moment with her, though. Me too. As cheesy as it was. I'm glad that she finally got her she ass to the hospital. She finally got to the hospital and said, yeah. you know, had a conversation with gun girl. Yeah. Um, she and Brian McBrien, they mourn the loss. They mourn the loss. Yeah. And needed more Brian McBrien, of needed, course. We needed more of him. Yes. And maybe he's in the second one. Never saw it, so. Yeah, so I guess we'll find out. We'll find out soon. Okay, one thing that doesn't age well... This is, like, one of Carmen's missteps is okay. when Bailey's – so – or not Bailey. I can't – I mixed – in my notes, I mixed up Bailey and Bridget a few times. <laughs> so Bridget is back home after soccer camp, and yes. she's telling this story about her mom. I think her mom is, like, in a manic yeah. episode, and she's making this, like, wacky pizza from a bunch of stuff in the house. Yeah. It, like, Blake Lively did a really good performance, like, crying in this part, being, like – if I'm not sad, it proves that I'm not like her. And I was like, mm. oh my god, that was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I felt that. And yeah. Then Carmen comes back with, you have strength that she never had. Which is, I think, a pretty like, fucked up thing yeah, to say. Yeah. Someone yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, I remember thinking like, okay, this conversation is not aging this well. This is not aging well. It's giving um, the funeral guy saying the, funeral the heinous, the heinous act. act. Yeah, It's giving... You're stronger than your mom because your mom is so weak. I did not love that. They, like, really villainized the mother. Yeah. And I didn't like that. I hated that. Like, I feel like she probably was a really great person that had some struggles. Totally. I totally agree. Who among us? Who among us? Does not struggle. Yeah. Truly, raise your hand. Yeah, raise your hand. Izzy's, even Izzy Izzy is looking out the window like, I've seen something. She's like, I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot. (laughs) So then fucking Eric shows up at her neighborhood. Okay, in a baggy chino. <laughs> <laughs> like he walked yeah. out of Banana Republic. Yeah. 
walking the streets walking of the our streets. neighborhood. Stop no her. call. No, no call. call. I wrote in my notes, this could have been an email. This could have been an email. Um, yeah. He doesn't live there. He doesn't live there. He doesn't... Columbia is not there. No. Not in Maryland. It's crazy. She and, So he must have had to, like, go through her file, look up her address, and say, I'm just going to show... What? Show up at her door? This was... To have this yeah. three-minute conversation? Just to say, it was my fault. Yeah. Like, and then when you're... Call me when you're 20. Ew. When you're a soccer star. Like... Ugh. ugh. And then she... She does have some... I don't know. Like, my first thought is, like, she's ha- she has some personal growth here. But then mm-hmm. it's, like, also, like, girl, you had sex. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Like, Welcome. <laughs> like, own it. Own it. Yes. Own it. Okay? Yeah. Like, you don't, you did nothing wrong. You have nothing yeah. to apologize for. Yeah. He is the one that should be yeah. apologizing for having sex with a high schooler. Yeah. So. And he says, I take responsibility for what happened, but it's he like, does. but that's true. Then he totally backtracks on it by saying, call me when you're 20. Yeah. That was, yeah. And then walks away. Like, what did he take? Away. Like, what did, I'm, why can did you, he have to do that in person? Can you imagine flying somewhere unannounced to have a conversation not short? Only I a mean, man. Only a man. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so finally the girlies go on a road trip to Carmen's dad's wedding. That's a long road trip for teens. It's really also. long. Like way. I remember thinking, my like, mom would never let me do that. Oh, there's no. I remember like going to like Virginia Beach, and that yeah. was like two hours. And my mom being like, "Oh my god, yeah." My mom printed out directions from MapQuest for me to go to my grandma's house two hours away, which was literally you just get on I seventy. <laughs> <laughs> and these girls are on the way to South Carolina. Yeah, like so they just. And she didn't did, want to. She didn't want to. And also, the other girls, did they just invite themselves to the wedding? It looked small. Did she yeah. have a plus three? I know. Especially, like, were they dressed? They weren't even dressed. And then they were, like, having jeans. Like, they were like, where are the jeans? Oh, my God. And I was like, so, kind of inappropriate wedding attire. Also, why does she have to go? Yeah, she doesn't want to go. But... I thought it was really embarrassing that she wore jeans to that wedding. I thought it was embarrassing, too. I was uncomfortable for her. I was really uncomfy. And then she, like, got... Like, her dad brings her up to the front for his wedding. She goes up there in her jeans. I was mortified. Yeah. Like, if there's one thing about me, I don't like being underdressed. Same. I do not like being underdressed. So really embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. So... I felt uncomfortable for her. Also, that yeah. he was like, I need my daughter here. Then why didn't you reconcile with her right. before? Why didn't you call? Why? Okay. But I will say, I did like the wedding dress. Yeah. What did you nice. think of the wedding dress? I liked it. She's a monster, but yeah, I liked the wedding dress. Yeah. I did not like the daughter. Mm-mm. Paul looked great. Paul. <laughs> always. I wrote, Paul is hot, right? Paul is still Paul. <laughs> Aged well, still hot. He aged well throughout the film. Yes. And still looked really hot. Yeah. Um, Pretty unproblematic for a man. The most unproblematic man in the movie. Yeah. Maybe? Probably. I mean, he's not trying to get with young people. Yeah. Young gals. No. So, yeah. Yeah. He played tennis with Carmen, and he wasn't mad when she hit him in the face. I feel like he understood, and he felt bad for her. Like, he was like, this is fucked up. He got it. Yeah. He He was like, my mom's... 
soon to be stepdad really just screwed this poor girl. Yeah, totally. So I'm gonna play tennis with her. Totally. After his soccer game, like yeah. he's probably really tired. I actually had the thought to myself, like, imagine playing tennis after playing like varsity soccer. Oh my god, can you imagine? Like he's like the star of the team. Is he? Yeah, he's the superstar of the team and the unending energy. Yeah. Of a teenage boy, like. God. What I wouldn't give to have just a that level of, of energy to just, like, clean my apartment. Like, I could never play tennis with my energy level. Like, after, I mean, maybe I should. Try. Maybe. I mean, but here's the thing is that, like, if you asked your dad to play tennis with you, he would not send some other person to play with you. That was so rude. That was so rude. So if you wanted to play, if you wanted to call your dad to play tennis, I bet maybe he would do it. Yeah. But, um, I feel like pickleball is probably more. I'm gonna play pickleball for the first time tomorrow. Oh my god! Yeah, I've never pickleball played before. Really fun. I um, it's better I, for the knees. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Who are you playing with? Um, I'm playing with um, shout out friends of the pod, <laughs> um, Nicole and Leah and my friend. Not this, not the Nicole that oh, okay. that we Different know. Nicole. Different Nicole. But I saw her today. Shout out Nicole, friend of the pod. Yeah. Two Nicoles. Okay. You're playing pickleball. Playing pickleball. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Keep us po- keep us posted. Yeah. The listeners. Oh, I will. I'll be we'll be back next week and I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> um okay, yeah, so then then the final scene is just like the girlies lolling in the gazebo. Yeah. That's they it. Were, That's the end of the movie. And that was that was it. Yeah. Um oh yeah, but also Lena's like entrance coming back. Oh my god. Into like she like they're like Lena Oh, oh my god. god. She's gotten... Oh my god. Yeah. She's glowing. Meeting her at the gate. Meeting her, of course. Meeting her at the gate. And she's like a new woman. Like she is like... She's glowing. She's that's glowing. the power of good dick. That's the power <laughs> of, a, of a good dick down. Um, she was like completely a different person. A midi skirt. Goodbye. Yeah, she's, absolutely. She's a, she's a jeans girl now. She's a jeans. She's a Levi's gal. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, they're in the gazebo with, yeah. like, just chatting. Chatting. That's it. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> to be continued. To be continued. Yes. To the next film. Which we will see. Well, we're going to watch it. We're going to watch. Yeah. yeah. We'll watch it. Um, Annie, final thought for you. This is not related to the movie. Yeah. This is canceler callback. Okay. Of course, where listeners send us trends from the past to discuss. But it has come up already in this conversation. So we're circling back to acrylic okay. French tip nails. Cancel or call back. 100% call back. back. Yes! <laughs> Bring back a French tip oh my gosh. square yes. tip acrylic. Yes. We have had many a nail conversation. We need... <laughs> I... So you know my thoughts already. I am so glad that you feel the same way because, like, I feel like... If I had acrylic French tips that I could be the bad bitch that I need to be, I could be wild, unstoppable Bridget. You could be If I just had the nails to do it. Recklessness to the point or selfish. <laughs> Single-minded yeah. to the point of recklessness. Yes. But Absolutely. I will say, you do have a French tip right now. Yeah, I actually do. <laughs> I have a French tip right now. It's not acrylic. And it's not white. And it's not white. But it is a French tip. It, it's a pink base. And then it's like a neon yellow tip. Yeah. I, it's a, a French tip is a timeless look. Yeah, I think so too. Um, 
I my nails right now are pretty short. Yeah, for you. For me. Yeah. But I do. They're they're long for me. These are long for the average person. Yeah. But for me, they're short. Yeah. Um, and people with long nails. Yeah. Can do things. They are not like other people. They are not like other people, and they yeah. can do things that other people can't. It's exactly true. The woman who works like, at Walmans. The woman who works at Walmans with long nails. can do things that none of us could ever imagine doing. So she is typing at her register. She is putting in numbers. <laughs> she is applying a night cream. Yeah. With these nails. Clickety clacketing. Clickety clacketing. Show respect to her. Yes. Bow down. So when you see a person <laughs> with long nails. Yeah. Give them a nod of respect. Give like, them the respect. Say yeah. thank you for your service. Thank you for your service for yes. doing the impossible that yes. I could do. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So definitely bring it back 100%. Okay. Great. I'm so glad we agree. Uh, what do you think about um, square versus round? Tip? Okay. So I'm an almond girl. Okay. So I personally don't like a square tip mm-hmm. because it cuts. Yeah. Like it's like an angle. Yeah. So I prefer like a round almond shape. Okay, cool. But right now they are kind of pointed. Yeah, they are slightly a little pointed. Bit. And you know what? I feel like with nails, there should never be nail shaming. Like just no. if you want a square, have a square. Absolutely. If you want a round, have a round. If you want a yep. point, if you yes. want a coffin, yeah. Have it. Have it. Do whatever do you whatever want to do with you your nails. Do whatever you want with your nails. Yeah. And don't listen to anyone. Mm-mm. Don't listen to anyone. We are nail inclusive and size inclusive size on this podcast. Size and nail inclusive. <laughs> and if you don't want nails and you want no color, yeah, don't. perfectly fine. Perfectly Just fine. don't do it. Just don't do it. But if you think to yourself, maybe I should give French tips a try. <laughs> I will say that like this, this has been probably one of my most favorite nail looks that I've given. I love your nails right Thank now. Thank you so much. Yeah. They're even like they're a little overgrown. They're like mm-hmm. and like this part's kind of chipped off but like I still look like I look down at my nails and I feel good. Like I'm tight like typing away at my you. computer and I feel joy when I look down mm-hmm. at my nails. I'm like oh working is so much more fun. Listen if you're thinking mm-hmm. to yourself listener I really want to be a writer but how can I get I'm started? i writer and me Molly and the Molly, writer. The writer. <laughs> You're thinking I want to be like Molly and Carmen, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, though. And I want to be a writer, but how do I get started? Get yourself some nails that you like to look at and clickety clack away on that. <laughs> and just start type, type, typing. You should see me type. Oh my god, Annie! If only I could. When I had my last set that were outrageously long, oh like my god. I was like fully <laughs> like you could hear me a mile away. <laughs> like what's Annie cooking up now? Clickety clack clack. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, Annie, we have been here for this is a like uh, well over two hours. The longest podcast ever recorded. This has been incredible. The Ben Hur of <laughs> Did That Age Well. Truly. But you know what? People love this movie, so people are gonna listen. And I hope so. <laughs> I fucking hope so too. Because I thought that this movie, like, I have kind of two things that I think at the Uh, that I think can both be true. One is sort of like the little woman philosophy where it's like tales of domestic life of just girls being girls is important to tell. And this is an important moment for feminism to just be like, here are these girls 
hear their stories. Hear these girls and hear their stories. On the other hand, I also <laughs> feel like they treated Carmen really unfairly. Some of these stories, they've been played out a lot. We've seen it before. We've seen it before and we'll mm-hmm. see it again. Mm-hmm. And the way that they treat, like, the age difference with these boys and these mm-hmm. girls and, like, how they hold these different guys to, like, different standards. Even among the two of us, how we, I like, know. worship Costas. Yes! Costas yes! Versus Eric. Eric. The demon. <laughs> the villain. The villain. Yeah. yeah. It's like, they need to they need to figure out what morals they really feel yeah. attached to. I would say overall, though, it aged pretty well. Honestly, I had such a good time watching this, yeah. and I really wasn't expecting to love it as much as I did, and yeah. I really did, and I thought that a timeless piece. for the most part, the performances were really, really strong. Mm-hmm. And apparently, they're all still pretty good friends. I love that. And I love that about them. I love that, too. It's the dream that I would have wanted for them. Same. Same. Well, Annie, now there's background noise because someone is moving out of my oh, apartment like, building. Oh, noise? Um, my neighbors are moving. So, listeners, if you hear some clicky-clacking, yeah. it's either Annie's it's, nails. It's either me and the nails. Or, <laughs> or it's the neighbor, the neighbor moving, moving their things. Annie, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This was so much fun. This was so fun. And doing it in person, too... It really just flows. It really flows. It feels so good sitting on my couch. Just a couple of gals gabbing. Just a couple of gabbing gals. <laughs> gabbing sisters. Yes. This. I also... Okay, final thing. <laughs> we could just go on. <laughs> I could truly go. We said, we joked about being here all night. We yeah. just might. Yeah. Um, my friends and I tried to do this type of thing with a stuffed animal our freshman year of college. This little, like, purple monster stuffed animal that we called Handsome Panther. And it only lasted, like, a few months because one of the girls, like, I think she might have lost him or forgot. And, like, you know, we had high hopes. There were, like, eight of us. There was, like, a a core group of, like, eight girls. Wow. And, um... A girl's girl. Yes. And I am a girl's girl, (laughs) as you know, still. We didn't really stick with the... It didn't work With the sister... The The sister of the the traveling traveling panther. The sisterhood of the traveling panther. panther. He did not make it very far, but we tried. And I know a lot of girls who tried a similar type of thing where it's like, oh my gosh, we write letters and send each other things now. It's giving flat Stanley. It's giving... Bodie did flat Stanley. That I am so so we glad have a flat to hear. Stanley still going. I can't believe that flat Stanley still lives to this day. Flat and Stanley honestly, still lives. I'm proud to be an American for that reason. <laughs> for that, for that one reason, we are yeah. proud to be Americans. Can, call back flat call Stanley. Back he, flat never Stanley. he never no, left. He never. No, Bodie totally made one. It was a flat Bodie, Aww. and he sent it to my brother and sister in law in California. That is so cute. Yeah, yeah. It's giving flat Stanley. <laughs> so you know what listeners go ahead and write your friend a letter you know what take this as your (laughs) sign to write a letter and mail it to your friend you know what you should do you should go follow cutoffs vintage on instagram find a pair of pants that fits you (laughs) send it to yourself put on those pants and while you're wearing the pants just write a letter to a friend and then send them that letter yes (laughs) 
<laughs> or find a yeah. pair of pants in their size and just send it to them. And just send it to them. Yeah. Just, you know what? I will send you a random pair of pants. <laughs> No size indicated, Mm -hmm. and they will fit you and all of your friends. That's actually how cutoffs vintage works. That is how it begins. (laughs) So, promo code French tips. Promo code French tips. (laughs) For the small price of $3,000, we'll give you a pair of pants that can fit you and all your friends. Um, okay. If we don't end this now, we never never will. So we gotta go. Love you so much. Goodbye. Love you.